Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile related. everybody to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. Tonight we're talking Antaresia with Andy Grossman of Pets at Sunset. 
Uh, we'll be having him on in a second. Uh, he works with a variety of species of pythons, but uh, we're going to focus in on Antaresia tonight. Owen's favorite species. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I'm indifferent. I, I enjoy them. I had them for a flashing moment or two, but I do not have any now. So, yeah. Uh, well, we're going to convert you tonight, my friend. We <laughs> need to do that. <laughs> we have enough snakes. There yeah. are enough problems. There's never enough snakes, my friend. Never, ever enough snakes. Um, Believe. <laughs> I, th I think the coolest thing that I saw this past week, which is just a couple days ago, was the uh -huh. diamond python that kind of looks like it could be a piebald. Uh, piebald that thing? Yeah. Reduced diamond. Who knows? Um, a lot of people were saying uh, chimera. Uh, I guess it's possible. Maybe it's what a super reduced pattern diamond would look like. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, Merge with could it? What's that? Reduced pattern. I mean, I, well, obviously, because I think you and I were talking that we haven't done start. No one's done stardust to stardust or reduced pattern, whatever you want to call that thing. Uh, that no. together yet correct not okay. that it's so no no maybe because obviously when we see chimeras in jag you see the white and it's obviously that is a super jag that is merged with either a normal sibling or a jaguar sibling and that's where you get the white involved with that but you see white on this animal and it's like well where the hell did the white come from right. uh so people are speculating that a super stardust could be a white diamond, which, holy balls. <laughs> 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 I wish I knew a guy that had a bunch of reduced pattern diamonds. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. That's right. Uh, yeah. I do. So, um, and they're saying that a super diamond merged with its normal sibling that caused the chimera that we see. Other people are saying it's just kind of a weird little thing. Uh, some people I heard are saying that the babies merged so early on that the pigment in the one baby got fucked up, and that's why it's white. It, we don't freaking know. So we're going to have yeah. to wait until this thing grows up. And, I mean, uh, if it's a boy, awesome. We'd only have to wait, like, 18 months to see what he can do. If it's a girl, right. damn it. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to wait four years, three years, till this thing's able to breed. So either way, yeah. um, I'm Four pretty sure. Years, he, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he picked his hold back out of the clutch immediately. So what would you do in that case? Would you hold back the whole clutch? I I panic. Are you kidding me? Like, I mean, well, like, imagine here's imagine if you ha if if I hatched that like a world's first thing. What the hell do I do with this? Clearly, I'm not capable. <laughs> I, I I am not the guy who should be having it. You yeah, know, I make I make dumb mistakes, and you know I've had babies kick off for no reason. Of course, everyone does that, but automatically I'm like, dear Lord, if I'm the guy who kills a project because I'm stupid, you know, dear God. Um, but yeah. I would say, if the clutch is small, I would try to keep it all back. Um, but say, what if you have to get rid of some of the babies? Do you tell people? that it's been linked to this brand new thing or do you kind of keep it on the down low? 
They just cut them loose as normal diamonds. Ooh, herp, herp to culture quandaries, my friend. Yeah, I don't know. Here's a question. Um, yeah. I don't know. This may be stupid, but if a yeah. random mutation pops out of a clutch, right? Yeah. yeah. Does that mean that the parents are – I guess they – well, does that mean – like, okay – if you have a pie ball that just pops out of a clutch, the yeah. parents would have to be het pied. Or somehow. So then the, was, I, I want to say that you're correct with certain things. If, you see what I'm getting at? Like if you have a yeah, mutation that just pops that. out, does that mean? That. If a mutation just pops out, obviously both parents have to be carriers or something to make that mutation. So I would say that if you were to breed the parents again the following year, you could very well get more. Say, like, say I bred two of my coastals and got a piebald carpet. If I bred the same pair next year, there's probably a good chance I'm going to get another piebald carpet. Right. So is what I'm saying. I yes. would, but then yeah. now what about so the siblings? So they would be 66% possets? Maybe. Yeah. Or yeah, or will it just or or because some mutations just happen in like the one like uh like I want to say like the first breeding of albinos didn't the albino just pop out and no albino they that, found an albino oh well, they found it in the wild or something like that right yeah but the right. albino coastal just kind of popped yeah. out just kind of popped out but then now tell me if you bred its siblings. Say you raised up two of its siblings and bred them together, would you get albinos? No, my thinking would. Well, you could because they would be sixty-six percent possible hits. I want to say that it would. I think it's just a genetic mutation that happens. I know it occurs in certain animals all the freaking time, just at random. And then yeah, that's what I'm kind of confused about. Would it be yeah. that the could, could you possibly get a mutation from parents that are not? carriers of the gene of course of so course. it could That's just pop out that 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 somewhere That's there's a founder right yeah. that this That's gene was either turned on happened. or turned off right yeah some, some some sort of something happened in the genes of that animal to cause this mutation and then we as breeders are the ones who cultivate that i mean that's how it happened with all other animals too the first white tiger just kind of showed up and then we bred the piss but, out of it to everything. So, but wouldn't the wouldn't the wouldn't a recessive gene? Wouldn't the parents have to be? I mean, I would imagine that on the in their DNA, I guess that they would be carriers for that gene, right? I mean, and then yes, it's just a matter would, of whether they're on or off. Exactly. So I would say that you would have a higher say. Say you hatched out the first ever albino carpet python out of a clutch of just the parents, these, these two adults. Uh -huh. But I also want to say that it could probably happen at any moment breeding those two animals. So it might not even happen in the first clutch, the second clutch. It, uh, the albino could show up in like the third clutch. And then you can get right. another albino in the fourth clutch and then none in the fifth clutch. I think that's how that would work. Right. Somewhere Nick uh, Mutt is pounding his head on a wall from all the... Yeah, just a pants. footnote. I was going to say that I am not a geneticist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm just talking out loud, you know. Once again, once again, there are people who know more than us who are probably disgusted with the way that we are talking. Yes, Anyway, if you're one of those people, 
please drop us a line at info <laughs> thanks Alan. And, uh, and we and we would be happy to come on next week and tell everyone our mistakes <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not yeah. too, uh, afraid I'm to admit not, when i'm, I'm wrong of this bullshit yeah if we make yeah. a, if this if we ever make a mistake please email us we would love nothing more than next week to set the record state record straight because we're idiots okay there, so, there's a guy he's over on the bush league breeders club and i believe he was recently a guest on herp nation um yeah show but he, he he's a geneticist and he works with plants he goes yeah. by a Splunty on uh, the Bush League Breeders Clubs, but uh, that's a question okay. for him because he's actually a real-life geneticist. He doesn't just play one on a podcast. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just yeah. play some on the radio. So Yeah. Um, uh, as far as me, uh, before we get, uh, get going, it, there was kind of a delayed – beginning i don't know if we're on like a serious delay here or what but uh, i noticed that because i was about to message you going where the hell are we what's going on here it's 902 and i don't hear the music <laughs> yeah it, well it was playing so if it played twice then you know oh well what are you gonna do we apologize but, um, <laughs> every time every week that i log into blog talk there's some kind of new button here and i <laughs> I, I don't i don't know man um I'm I'm just winging it. <laughs> uh, Every time we log into Blog Talk, it is literally playing Russian roulette. Whether it's going to work this week? <laughs> yeah, and it seems like uh, for the it's storms here again. So I don't know Tuesday night and storms. It's a full moon. Uh, crazy yeah, stuff going on the, over here. I'm the one with the tornado warning this time. Oh, okay. Too bad uh, yeah. it's, I'm not breeding snakes because it's a full moon. I'm sure all my snakes will shed tonight. And <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, as far as me, uh, the only thing I have left is um, I have one clutch left to hatch out. Um, it is a super caramel zebra jag to a caramel zebra. Um, so all kinds of goodness can be coming out of that clutch. So we'll see. I had one egg that went bad. Um, but other than that, I think it's a 12 egg clutch. So. So the, it's uh, a super caramel zebra jag to a caramel zebra. Super, yes. Yes. So there's so everything will be caramel. Everything will be caramel. And potentially you'll Some have can be super, super caramel. caramel zebras. You potentially will have super caramel zebras. Yeah. Super caramel zebra jags, and potentially even super caramel super, super zebra. zebra. Yes. Wow. Yeah. More goodies to tempt you with, my friend. That's not going to work. It's not going to work. We're, we haven't uh, even spoken of the others. I mean, we're not in. We're not we won't. Now, so. We nope. won't. We won't. We won't. Nope. Nope. Um, <laughs> no, no, one, no one must know my shame. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, All right. <laughs> Yeah, so tonight, I think, I don't know. I'd be curious, to, as soon as we get Andy on here, I'm curious to see how what his thoughts would be as far as um, with legislation and whatnot that's on the horizon. I wonder with the uh, influx of uh, new morphs into the uh, Antheresia complex, I wonder if that will uh, put these snakes you know, more in the limelight. Um, 
sad to say that it takes morphs in order to do that. But, you know, I mm. mean, they have, I think of, uh, what is it? The marble, the children's python. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's cool shit. So I know there's I like tons of one. stuff that they're working on down there, but, um, I don't know. They're just cool little snakes. Uh, they don't take up a whole lot of room. Um, they need to get some, uh, some, some recognition. So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to be talking to, uh, uh, about, uh, you know, I think sometimes maybe they get a bad rap because maybe they're difficult to start as uh, babies, but uh, mm. we'll get into that. Uh, we'll talk some natural history, keeping them, breeding them, uh, you know, and uh, towards the end, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the reptile hobby, uh, the marketplace. Um, I'm curious to hear Andy's thoughts because he has come from a background sort of like Bill, um, has where he's worked in the uh, in the royal python world, so uh, uh, we'll see his okay. uh, his takes on uh, auctions and uh, you know markets and all that kind of stuff. So without any further ado, let's get this ball rolling and get Andy on. Yeah, of course. Now it's the little dials just spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and we're waiting and waiting <laughs> and waiting and thinking uh, and waiting. There he is. Hey, Andy. How there you doing? Welcome go. to the show. <laughs> Can you hear us? God, no. No, maybe not. Andy? <laughs> what uh, let's see. Uh, oh, wait. Maybe I clicked on the wrong guy. Who are you let's talking say. to? I don't know. There's somebody is else there? that's there. Let's say. Hey, there he is. Hey, how's it going? Not the technology's fault. We have a dumb host. <laughs> they they flipped another button and they're on you, huh? Yeah. You always get enamored with the new buttons. He doesn't know what to push. It's understandable. Uh, it's just, you know, the first shiny one that pops up. Exactly. See, every time I'm the host of the show for the week, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Is it start hitting all the buttons? So, you know. Yeah, that's why I'm not in control. Anyway, um, Andy, uh, welcome to the show. Why don't you start with telling us um, what got you into reptiles? When did you start? Well, um, I, I've I've been enamored with them pretty much my whole life. I've just you know thought they're they're amazing animals and just held them in awe. But uh, I wasn't uh, wasn't really some something I wanted to own. And I always kind of had that you know ingrained parental passed on fear of ooh snakes bad scary and uh i was hanging out uh, i actually have a partner uh in my my reptile business uh my, mm. my best friend james royal uh helps me out with it and he and i were actually hanging out you know quite some years back you know and uh i i was mentioning to him i really wish i could could meet someone who was normal and that kept snakes and you know not somebody that lived in a trailer with a 20-foot retic that they fed once every other month. And when you walk in the back room, it's like tracking your every movement through the room. I just just want to meet a normal person that kept a snake and, and you know, just get, get a chance to hold it and try to get over my fear of it. And he was like, mm. really? Like, you want another beer? I was like, I'd love another beer. And he came back in the room and dropped a beer on my lap and a ball python. And... Uh, <laughs> It was it was a, a, a miniature freak out for like a minute, and then once I realized it didn't want to bite me, it's like, oh my god, like this thing is the coolest thing in the world. Like I gotta get one of these. Like this is this mm. is ridiculous. Like, yeah, you know, screw aquariums. You can stack these things on top of each other. 
Awesome. So yeah, that that led to, to one snake, and one led to a few snakes, and a few snakes led to a lot of snakes, and a lot led to I'm trying to figure out, you know, where I'm going to sleep at tonight. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Excellent. So you did start with um, ball pythons, and then move on to actually, the, the I I started with Antaresia pythons. That was my, my really? first DC I ever got. Um, okay. when, when I, uh, my, my, my partner James was, uh, working at the local pet store and, uh, he was like, Hey, we're, we're going to order these snakes in. And I think they'd be perfect for you. They're called children's pythons. And at first I was slightly offended. I was like, well, no, I'm an adult. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't need a kid snake. Like you know, it's python, yeah. What's, yeah. What's 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 an adult snake? What what can I get for that? You know, and, and so he had to explain to me the whole the whole uh, name of of John G. Children's, and that's what they were named after in honor of him. And and uh, he he ordered in a trio to the store, and I went down and looked, and you know, I I fell in love with the first one I held, and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm taking this one home. And it was like maybe two weeks later, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm taking the other one home that still lasts. That thing's cool too. And uh, yeah, I, I was just hooked from there. And and the ball pythons didn't come to a little bit afterwards because I was looking for something that got just a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And then I kept looking for a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. I stopped at boas. That's that's my cutoff. <laughs> okay, that's a good cutoff. It's it, my opinion. I'm- trying to convince my cousin to stay away from retic, but Eric isn't helping. Anyway, um <laughs> so so you you, you kinda had your first couple anteresia and then you kind of expanded the project. Did you kinda turn back towards the anteresia at a certain point to focus or did you just keep building on your original children's pythons? Well uh we we kept building on the original children's. Um mm-hmm. every time we get a chance to pick up another one, we kinda add one here, add one there, see something that you know, had real nice bright colors to it as a as a, you know, young juvenile and, you know, snag that and we don't necessarily have a lot of adults, um, but we have a few and uh as I was building those I kinda started I mean I, I liked my ball pythons that I had started to acquire, but I was just buying mm-hmm. normals at first. And uh, then I started to discover the the world of morphs, and, and I mean they're they're pretty and they're eye catching, and I enjoy playing with them. Um, but uh, I I was kind of I, I enjoyed breeding the the ants every year. I mean they're they're a fun species to to get started. Uh, you know it's a little bit of a challenge. Um, they're they're super cool. That their their feeding is is just spot on. Yeah, you know, every once in a while you have one be a pain in the butt, but it's not yeah. it's not like keeping ball pythons. Um okay. they 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 feed really well. And so I mean I, I still enjoyed working with it, but I kinda lost a little bit of focus on it looking at, at uh ball pythons. And then David Kelly actually got a couple of children's pythons and I hadn't really seen many other people who were who were working with them and I, I guess I just hadn't really looked. And it geeked me out when I saw he he had gotten them. I was like, oh my god, someone I know that got some. Like, you know, you want some babies? We can we can work something out. I'll I'll set you up with some stuff. And uh, from from his excitement of what I sent him, it was just like, oh, all right, well, like I I know that I really need to start buckling down on these guys and and picking a path. You know, actually, you know, trying to 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 make brighter babies by breeding the stuff that has been making the brighter babies together. And and uh, it's 
this year has been has been absolutely fantastic, and I, I couldn't be happier with the babies that we've hatched out. Yeah, I mean, I I think we we definitely have a path picked of of which way we need to go with with what we currently can get in the states. Awesome. So now you keep quite a few different species. Do you mind giving us a quick overview of the collection? Uh, what do you have? And yeah. The main focus. Yeah. So the, between the two of us, uh, we keep we keep uh, ball pythons, uh, children's pythons, spotted pythons. Um, I have multiple carpets, uh, you know, jungles, coastal morphs, uh, some brettles. Uh, I have a chondro. Um, then uh, we we have uh, James. James has been breeding Chinese water snakes uh, for the last yeah. few years, um, and then we have some false water cobras as well. Uh, so you know, it's a little bit of everything to to keep yourself happy. And then I have my I have three boas actually that are I have no plans to do anything with except pump rats into. I need something to <laughs> to feed my my retired breeder rats off to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk to Owen. He uh, he's quite the boa guy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> God damn it! You get two species of boa and everyone turns on you. Anyway, uh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, you have quite the uh, quite the quite the group. Um, False water wow. cobras. I heard they were kind of twitchy. So. Uh, they, they are totally twitchy. Um, <laughs> it's a, it, I mean, they, they, they calm down with some handling, but right now I just have so much stuff that I'm taking care of. I, I don't handle them. I just, I flick them a mouse every week and they, uh, they're, they're spazzes, complete and utter spazzes oh. with, with excedrin sized headaches. You know, you open the, the tub and they're already in a bad mood. Oh, great. Wow. Reminds me of several species. Anyway. What's awesome. it? Uh, what's it like working with a uh, with a partner? I mean, uh, it's actually pretty fantastic. Um, I, uh, he he doesn't he doesn't really want to be upfront, you know, on the internet, you know, dealing in the middle of the uh, reptile world drama. Um, <laughs> he like he likes working with the animals. You know, there's there's stuff that we both like that you know I maybe don't necessarily want to donate room for at my place. Uh, right. But I would have no problem dropping coin on it in a heartbeat. So you know, I mean, I'll, I'll buy projects, you know, that I would love to work on. I just don't have time. And down at his place uh, with him for for the uh, duration. Yeah, I mean, the, the the false water cobras are going down there soon. I promise. Uh, I've been having <laughs> a really good time playing with those. Though. But uh, it's it's really it's great. I mean, I've I've heard horror stories from people through throughout the years of, of partnerships and reptiles. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the only time the two of us argue is like, you know, he, you know, I sold, you know, the last like group of, of babies and, you know, there's another group going out and I'm trying to give them the money for it. He's like, ah, oh, no, you're paying to feed those things. I'm like, ah, oh, no, I got the last bit of money. Just take it, man. Like, don't make me go just pay off your bill at work for you. And because I will do it. Damn it. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's, things that uh i've thought about that but you know i guess you have to find the right person you know you you really do you know because you don't want to have it in the back of your mind that someone's trying to to screw somebody else over you know it's really Mm got to be transparent and you you got to trust each other and you gotta you got to be doing it because you'd be doing it for any other reason other than you love it you know i mean you can't right 
you can't be into it for the money, both of you, and and expect to still be friends afterwards. Right. 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 Very cool. Okay, so maybe we can get into some uh, just maybe a general overview of uh, the Anteresia complex for those. Morelia people that maybe don't know what Anteresia even means. Uh, can we talk about maybe the different species? Um, so uh, the uh, the listeners have an idea of what uh, we're going to be talking about tonight. Yeah. So uh, you know, there's there's four members uh, in the family. Uh, there's the the Anteresia childrenae, uh, which is the children's pythons, uh, and then the maculosas, which are the spotted pythons. Um, there's the Stimsoni, uh, which are the Stimson's pythons, and and it, there's also uh, ongoing debate about uh, whether it's you know there's there's you know two subspecies to the Stimsoni. Um, I you know I'm a lumper. I'm I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I just that's that's what I learned it <laughs> as. That's what I'm leaving it as. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then there's then there's the Prothensis, um, which are the the pygmies. Uh, they're, they're the four smallest python species, uh, on the planet. Um, you know, children's pythons on, on average about 36 inches. Uh, there's some bigger mm-hmm. specimens. Uh, I have a couple of females that are, they're only around about 32 inches range. They're about seven, right. eight years old now. Um, so, I mean, they're, yeah, they're not a huge snake. Uh, the spotted pythons, maculosas. Um, they get to be on average around 42, maybe. Um, and we got a couple, we got a, we got a girl that's getting to be pretty decent size. Um, the Stimpsons, uh, and the, the Prothensis, I don't have personal experience with, uh, working with yet. Uh, they're, they're definitely on the list for, for very, very soon. Um, mm-hmm. but everything that I've read on them, uh, the Stimpsons, they get to be around 30-ish inches, maybe a little bigger than that. They're slightly smaller than the children's, from what I've read. And then the the pygmies, uh, the pretensis, those guys get to be, I mean, I, I've read around 18 to 24. Um, I'm sure that some females probably get bigger than that with age. But uh, yeah, around, around 18 to 24 inches, which is yeah, that's a, that's a little pocket python there. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's like retic baby size. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, you know, from from uh, from what I've seen, I mean, they're they're you know colors. I mean, there certain patterns of them uh, stand out. You know, I mean, uh, for the most part, I can I can look at one of them, and be like, ah, children spotted Simpson Perthensis, and they're 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 pretty easy for me to pick at this point in time. Um, but I mean, they're they're a kind of a nondescript two tone brown snake. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that we have here in the States isn't flashy and bling blingy, but, uh, uh, they, they, they still have a distinctness to them. Uh, they, they have an iridescence like most snakes. So, you know, you get them in the sunlight and you get some nice rainbows to them. Sure. I find that, uh, I find that the cool thing about those guys is I have a pair of, uh, actually I have a male that I got from David Kelly that you produced. And then I oh, have a female, okay. <laughs> I have a female that came from uh justin julander and um oh yeah uh i don't know at first i didn't think that i would like them but it was one of those things like when you actually have them in your hand um I, we say that a lot right where you have something in your uh, hand you uh, get a whole different 
view of it, but it was so cool that this snake that's, you know, maybe two, three foot is a python. And, you know, I'm just used to dealing with bigger, bigger snakes. And it was, it, I don't know, they're just really cool, cool snakes, uh, in my opinion. Oh, totally. You know, there's, there's nothing better than being able to keep an adult snake in a, you know, I mean, if you're going to go to the, the smaller side of a tub, you know, 28 quart tub. Yeah, we got we got a lot of ours in thirty two quarts right now. Um, okay. Yeah, I might bump I might bump them up to a CB seventy one day, but I mean, yeah, you know, they they stay in a small box. They eat you know large adult mice. Mm. You know, there's really not a lot to taking care of them. Right. Does that uh, I mean, from the environment that they come from, does that play into uh, the, are these are they sort the of bulletproof? Of care? Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. You know, I mean. You know, you provide them a hot spot. It doesn't have to be very humid. Um, you know, I mean, I give I give them a water bowl. I keep it about like 90 degrees on one side. I try to I try to replicate you know what they would see in in Australia as far as you know being in you know, rocky outcropping areas with caves and try to try to give them like a hide on one side and a water bowl and you know that the some of our adults are in 32 quart tubs of lids. And uh, from from everything I've read, you know, a lot of a lot of children's pythons in the wild are found hanging out at entrances of caves, uh, you know, waiting to, to to snag bats in the evening as they uh, leave the caves. And they will wedge themselves into the crack between the top and the lid and just hang there. <laughs> right. You know? wow. Each each night you'll you'll walk through and like pull a tub out and check, and it'll be wedged in the top, looking down, just waiting. <laughs> Wow, that's cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, and and well, you hit on uh, you're keeping the uh, what's the next the next one that you want to add to the uh, to the group? Uh, the probably gonna, probably gonna be Stimpsons uh, okay. this year, just because they're they're closer to the the price ballpark of what I can probably afford. Uh, gotcha. I, gotta, I, I I got some more Morelli. I gotta gotta add to the house. <laughs> yes nice nice well we all have a problem with that you know but no uh, no never <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if you can actually have enough these things are addictive yeah i, I, I like crack there i'm like there's too many snakes man he goes that's never that that's a lie i'm like yeah that's true <laughs> I'm, I, I kind of like use every square foot of my room <laughs> it's like there's not <laughs> yeah. one spot Leftover. Yeah, start <laughs> you know. getting into cubic feet. You know, I, I have just <laughs> enough room that I can open the tubs on this side. And uh, turn around. As long as I close side. them, then I can open the ones on the other side of the aisle. Exactly. Yeah. I know it's a little bit off topic uh, as far as Aunt Teresa goes, but what are you thinking about uh, adding as far as Morelia goes? Oh, I need some. I need some albino stuff uh, in uh, my life. Oh, That's, there it is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So, are you a purist or are you a uh, a, a crosser? Oh, I'm I'm a uh, I I'm both. I'm both. I have, okay. to have both in my life. Um, I'm a purist about certain things. Um, I'm 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 you know I I'm, I'm willing to dabble in brettles maybe at some time as far as like crossing them into some other stuff. I have a caramel brettles that I would like to uh, see where I can take that to down the road. But yeah. uh, like 
certain aspects of my bread hole, it's like, it's got to stay pure. I, I don't want to cross mm-hmm. into other stuff. Um, other things, I'm like, nah, I'm totally all right with making a mud of that. I got no no worries. <laughs> uh, I, my, my only real worry I ever have with, with uh, butts of anything, you know, I mean, Eric, Eric saw my, my picture today of uh, my new little bastard, Enteresia, uh, uh, I got. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I... I don't have issues with it. I know exactly what I purchased and I know what I'm going to call it. And I know what I'm going to tell the person who buys the, the offspring from me, what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. my, my biggest worry is, is that person going to remember a week from now that he bought a mutt and he's going to continue to let everyone know that it's a mutt when he sells it or breeds it to other stuff and then sells the offspring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's just people yeah. being responsible. Uh, yeah, that's what you have to rely on, and yeah, you know, from 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 my my experience with some of humanity, that's you know that's a high hope. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You kind of screwed. So, <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully it will work out that way. I have to find that picture of the bastardized. Uh, um, and 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 the bastard. you know. Yeah, and Theresa Bastard. It's a really cool yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a little Stimson by Maculosa cross, and uh, I, it's just a little sucker glows, man. I, I, you know, I've never seen anything quite as bright as it before, and yeah, I, I had fought it off for a bit. You know, I saw it as a baby when it first came in, and uh, you know, my my partner showed it to me. I was like, ah, yeah, that's all right. I was like, you know, I already bought that other month that came in, and I like the stripe on it better. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm good. Don't worry about it. And then he's like, oh, you know, I was in last week. He's like, hey, that little mutt shed, you want to take a look at it? I was like, yeah, yeah whatever. Like, you know, if if I have to look at it, he's like, I think you owe it to yourself. <laughs> you know, and he opens up the tub and I was like, oh, I need that. Like, I, oh, <laughs> give me, uh, give it to me. Yeah. yeah, we're going to need to put that in a bag. That's going home. That's ridiculous. I, I can't, I can't, I can't live without that. But that yeah. happens. I'm like, I, I want to be a purist. I want to be a purist. And then here comes. You know, Eric with his little fife, and then I'm dancing to a different tune. So it's it's the problem. It's eventually Which, you're like, that's an awesome snake. I need it. So you know, I don't know yeah. if anybody can relate to this, but you know, here's here's how I look at it. For some reason, <laughs> I have this this blind blinders on when I think of carpet pythons when it comes to um, crossing stuff. Maybe it's my own uh-huh. like my own belief than to like make my stuff more, more legitimate or whatever that I kind of believe that they're kind of just one group of pythons and like, you know, it's just, I I don't know. It's, but there's like, yeah, yeah. And then there's lines that I won't cross. Like, it's like, Oh, wait a minute. I don't know if I can do a Brettles cross. I don't, I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) And then what's even, What's what's even crazier is is that when I step outside of Morelia and then like if I'm thinking about my Anteresia or if I'm thinking about uh, Bloods and Short Tails or I don't even know what else gets crossed even Chondros it's kind of like ooh oh, man I don't <laughs> I don't know if that's something that I could do <laughs> you know I don't yeah. know it's weird you know but for carpets it's just. Uh, Put anything with yeah, anything, you're gonna get a cool looking snake. the switch, Igor. So you know it's, it's fine. So is that sort of a anyway. uh, big deal when it comes to Antaresia, though? Yeah, the cross uh, you, know, it, it, you switch it. 
yeah, there's there's a there's not a lot of people doing it that I've seen, um, but there's definitely uh, some some hatred towards it, and I don't blame anyone for for disliking it. I mean, I have a love hate relationship with it. Obviously, I you know I bought them because I had to have them, and and now I'm like ah well you know I gotta I gotta breed them see if I can refine that stripe and make that color better, but you know only the best ones are going to get to stay the rest of them like you know i I might need to find something to feed them off to just so i don't worry about what's going to happen to them down the road or you know i don't get ostracized from from the hobby for for being a a hybrid maker yeah (laughs) yeah eric would recommend blackheads um i would recommend (laughs) a monitor of some kind but i um, prefer uh, the blackhead yeah (laughs) I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. It'd be the blackheads, definitely. <laughs> that's another one that needs to be checked off the list one of these days. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I'll probably go with the poor blackhead. man's blackhead first and get a get a couple Womas, but Womas, yeah. All right. So yeah, uh, can you tell us how you keep the Antaresia, um and how you move them up cage wise as they mature? Like, where do you start in? Uh, uh, baby rack, I assume. Yeah, so uh, uh, we 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 do start baby racks, and for the last seven years uh, that I've been starting in Teresia, I've been doing it in uh, six quart tubs because that's what I had. And this year is the first year uh, I ordered a a rack from uh, Reptile Basics. I got their Inner Design uh, sixty-eight quart tub rack uh, from them. So it's like a basically it's like a pencil box, you know. They're like three inches wide, two inches tall, and then uh, uh, they're like a, a foot long, and mm-hmm. uh, they're just they're they're perfect for Antaresia. I mean, they they hatch out at you know, between like six to ten grams ish size, so mm-hmm. like you know, a small pencil, very small pencil, mm-hmm. um, and they're just they're perfect in that size drawer, and I keep them in there for. A year would probably be pushing it, but uh, uh, the, I start them in, in that, you know, all I give them is a paper towel. Uh, I buy the, the Costco selecticized paper towels, <laughs> and uh, just the one, one sheet folded in half fits perfectly inside, and you know, I, they, they hide underneath paper towel. You know, they don't even need a hide in there. Uh, they just spend all their time wedged in between the sheet, and uh yeah, I give them a deli cup on one side for a water bowl, and yeah, they're they're set. Okay, so eventually you move them up out of the baby rack into what thirty-two quart? Uh, well, they'll they'll go from from those inner design pencil boxes. I'll put them into six quarts uh, at about a year if they're still in the in the house in my collection. Okay. Um, which looks like this year there'll be there'll be a few holdbacks. Um. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll stay in there till about a year and a half to two ish years. Um, and that point in time, they're they're well ready to go into either a 16 quart, um, or I bump them straight in like a 28 or a 32, depending on what I have. And uh, they they go like gangbusters from there. So, um, what are the temps that you keep them at from babies to adults? Uh, I keep my temps the same. Uh, I, I keep everyone at uh, 90 on the hot side. Um, and that's, that's at the basking site. And then, 
the background temperature uh, of my room, um, I'm in Northern California, uh, like way, way, way North California on the coast. And so we're, mm-hmm. you know, like 60 degrees year round ish, you know, maybe dropping down into the forties, high forties in the wintertime during the day. So, uh, you know, the background temperature of the room will be, you know, with, with all the racks running, maybe 70. Um, okay. So they, they get a decent thermal gradient uh, from hot side to, to cool side. And they, they just pick their, their favorite spot. And, and I find them all over the tub, you know, whether, whether it be pressed against the back, uh, getting, getting heat on the basking site, or all the way up front, coiled around the water bowl, you know, ready to eat a finger at, that opens the drawer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So speaking of eating fingers, uh, what do you start them off as? Because that, that's a tiny, tiny baby. Uh, I start them on uh, day-old pinks, and I do frozen pinks. Um, okay. So it's like ex- extra small, smallest ones I can get my hands on. Um, and then, you know, as as they they start to, uh, I'm probably about meal five, I start to bump up to full-size pinks. Um yeah, and then probably around like meal seven, I'm starting to get ready to bump them up to uh, fuzzies or large pinks. Um, and by by that point in time, I'm starting to feel comfortable about them being solid feeders and starting to be ready to uh, look at new homes. Now, I like to I like to get you know a good few months of feeding into them first, personally, just to, mm-hmm. to make sure that they they they're on it because you know. As babies, they they don't always decide that food's something they want on their own. You know, sometimes right. their 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 mind has to be switched to that mode of thinking. Right. Okay. So, um, do you have any tricks or tips if you have some babies that are uh, being little bastards and won't go to food? Because <laughs> I imagine you've got a few. So. Yeah, well, so uh, my my typical feeding uh, wh- when I when I start everybody um, this year I tried something slightly different. Uh, years past I just went straight to scenting, um, and mm-hmm. I use green anoles. Um, I'll buy like one or two dented and dinged anoles, and uh, euthanize them, chuck them in the freezer, and and use them to to rub the pinks against when I feed. Uh, this year, um, I talking I was talking to a friend of mine and. He given me uh, a rundown on how he was starting some some stubborn snakes, you know, some advice that he'd gotten. I was like, God, I kind of I kind of dig that idea. Um, so what what he had told me was that he was taking their uh, water away from them the day before feeding, um, and then mm-hmm. when he would feed, he was offering the the rodent hot and wet, and uh, just you know, he I think he was actually offering it to him. I place it you know on a little deli cup lid. Um, yeah. and they, they seem to go at least 75% of them this year, uh, just like went right over the pink to check it out, like drink water off of it. And, and you know, mouth is just opening up and taking the pink down. Um, wow. so I've, I've, I've done like four weeks of feeding on them now. And, uh, I've just got last week. I just started, uh, scenting some pinks for the ones that haven't started eating yet. And most of them took their first one. Um, so it's looking like this year is actually going to be pretty easy. Um, I have, I have, you know, assist fed, which is incredibly hard on a, you know, tiny, tiny six gram baby that doesn't want to eat anything on its own. 
Um, mm-hmm. you know, you try not to try not to crush its neck while you're shoving a, a pink in its mouth. Um, I've actually done, you know, the the pinky pump with a little uh, tube tube syringe uh, to feed yeah. them, and I mean it, it works, but it's a pain in the butt to do. It is. It is. I used the pinky pump for one year, and that dumb serrated disc in there is worthless. So yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Yeah, now I, I actually have a little blender just for uh, rodent problems uh, that I may have to deal with for for problem feeders. I, I don't use it for anything else, so make sure not to confuse it with the margarita blender. Oh, okay. All right, no mixed drinks at Andy's house. Okay. So yeah, now you you don't want fur floating in your margarita. It's gross. Yeah, that would be bad. So, um, now do you um for breeding purposes. Oh no, we're gonna do that later. Never mind. Sorry, forget that. Scratch that. It's <laughs> um, in captivity, have you? Yeah. You made you. He made me ask this question. Um, do you have problems with obesity in these pythons in <laughs> captivity? Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Have Have I seen any problems in obesity? Uh, yeah, I, um, I have one female in our collection. Uh, that I think is is pushing the the realm of of obese, um, okay. and it's it's primarily because she's such a trash can. You know, yeah. I mean, some nights you're like, ah, one of you is a, you know, it's always going to be one of the boys. You know, didn't it's like, oh, eat, thanks, so, yeah. yeah, thanks, Dick. You didn't want to eat. That's that's great. Yeah. Now I have an extra mouth. You know, and like she's sitting there looking at you like, I'll, I'll eat it. I'll eat it's it. Like, yeah. I, I I know you'll eat it. You'll eat anything. <laughs> And uh, so, I mean, we we in the last year we've tried to uh, cut back on how much she's getting fed to uh, get her get her lean again, because uh, she was she was getting a little rotund there. Uh, I showed up one day to to look at the snakes. And I was like, ah, I think I see a little skin between those scales. Like she she <laughs> needs a diet. <laughs> we need a treadmill and uh, maybe maybe one of those little hamster wheels. We we're gonna yeah, have to start exercising. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. No. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah. I, I asked that question because I had a pair of granite spotted pythons that uh-huh. you know I apparently that again were just like trash cans. So I just kept feeding the hell out of them, and they got huge. Um, yeah, yeah. And then they never bred for me because I'm pretty sure I like made them so fat they didn't want to move. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, out of all the the children's pythons this season, um, she laid the biggest clutch, but she had. Uh, I'd have to actually look at my records. Is that her four or five slugs? I think mm-hmm. in her clutch, whereas all the other ones, uh, the children and I were were damn near perfect. You know, I mean, there were there were like no slugs in their clutches at all. Um, the eggs were were absolutely beautiful with hers. I I think the obesity definitely played a little bit into uh, the the egg count not being as as high as it should have been. Really? Cause, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, she's because she's she's delivered for us in the last you know few years. She's usually been our biggest producer and of the best looking eggs. And uh, it was just just a thought, you know. I mean, I don't know what else it would have been because we cycle everybody mm-hmm. the same. The racks are all the same temperatures. I mean. You know, maybe maybe the male didn't get a good shot in there, uh, but he did an awesome job on the female that laid just before her. So, 
Yeah. Um, uh, the, the only thing that's different out of any of them that, that I can see, you know, in, in my observations is just the fact that she is a bit more obese than any of the other girls that we have. Mm. Interesting. Did the did the babies come out? Like, did, did, did that clutch hatch? That clutch did hatch. Um, the babies and some of the other ones? No, no. Um, average, they were a little bit smaller, but, you know, by only a, a gram or two. Um, everything else that, that hatched out, uh, the babies were a little bit more robust. Um, and it's, it's actually that clutch is the one that I've had to scent with the most. Uh, the rest of them have been uh, banging the the rodents uh, pretty quickly. Okay. Huh. Cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, breeding these guys. Um, are they difficult to breed in captivity as far as pythons go? Not at all. Not at all. Um, and, and, I mean, it may be partly because I, I think it's easy. Um it may be partly because of where we're located at, because uh, our our rooms just basically cycle naturally. Uh, I don't have to drop the temps. Um, I keep my my basking site pretty much the same uh, year round, and the only thing that drops is the background temperature in the room. And uh, they, you know, they 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 cycle themselves. I mean, as soon as as soon as November starts rolling around, those girls move to the cold side of the tub and spend all their time over there. They'll be bull wrapping or just hanging out on that side. Um, and, you know, we start introducing males, you know, mid to late November, maybe beginning of December, depending upon, you know, if uh, they, they, the, the males have gone off food and are starting to look like they may want to breed as well. And, okay. you know, we, we, we introduce them. And, I mean, those, they're... They're ninjas when it comes to fornicating, and I mean we've been breeding <laughs> antheresias for for uh, going on eight years, and I've we, we've seen we've seen two copulations from from the granite max that we had this year, and like that's been it, and in eight years, and I mean I'm I'm not like in spying on my snakes all the time. I try to give them their their privacy, but I can't tell you how many you know hundreds of ball python copulation photos I have. And like I got like one for for maculosa, and that that <laughs> that represents all the entresia, and I've I've hatched way more of those things than I have of the ball pythons, and yeah, right. uh, yeah it's, it's just it's kind of it's kind of mind blowing. Wow, sharp pythons are at least good that way. They 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 do it out in the open and don't care if you walk in. That's what's cool about them. So. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> If you say yeah. so, Owen. <laughs> um, what about uh, so? Um, so basically, these are. Uh, what was I just gonna say? Oh, size for breeding. Um, what's what are we looking at, female wise and male wise, or do you go by age? I've been going by age. Uh, we didn't start weighing them uh, regularly as adults until. Until really uh, into last season, uh, going into this season, uh, we started throwing some on the scale because I was I was hearing some some weights from people that I was like, God, that just seems a little small to me. And you know, I mean, we we didn't you know, didn't power feed. Uh, we waited till they were two years old, uh, going into the the end of their their second year of life. You know, the, the beginning of their third year, which would be the 
their upcoming season to, to breed and and uh yeah we 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 paired our our boy to our three girls we had and yeah, i mean they 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 uh walked up and got the job done and you know at that point in time i would say all the girls were about two and a half feet long and uh i mean you know nice nice muscular tone and you know probably uh size of a you know i would say like a 50 cent piece across uh okay maybe a little smaller than that and now okay. i mean they're now they're longer uh the girth isn't isn't much bigger around um but i mean she got through one of the girls on the scale and she was like 699 grams um and i've i've heard of people breeding them you know a lot smaller than that uh so yeah i you know i would say if, if it were me um I, I go by I go by feel more than anything else. You know, I mean, okay. with with the with the with the children's pythons, you know, two and a half to three years old, and you know, a, a, a healthy you know feel to it, a you know, a muscular feel. You know, they're not a they, they can be somewhat robust in size, but you know, you see pictures of wild snakes, and they're never these fat sausages that you, know, you see in captivity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, what about as far as males? I mean, you know, typically with pythons, the males can be, like, for instance, if you're talking a... carpet pythons, <laughs> you're talking 500 grams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, and I've seen I've seen guys with ball pythons in like the three, four hundred gram range, and it's just it, I've never I've never had success doing it, but I've seen it done. Um, right. Yeah, we've we've uh, our you know when we first got them, we bought them as. Uh, all animals that were the same age. So our male was, was two and a half when we started breeding. I think the, I think the youngest I would even attempt would probably be about a year and a half. And when I threw that guy on the scale last, uh, I'd say he was probably around like a hundred and fifty ish grams. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I prefer to, I prefer to get a little bit of maturity to my males. Um, same with my females, um, right. and I, you know, all the species that I've bred, uh, I've been finding that, you know, giving them the, the extra year over when I want to start breeding them, um, <laughs> I, I, I seem to be able to breed them to more females and get better clutches, mm-hmm. um, and get, you know, get, get my male to, to carry through the season without totally shutting down on me. Um, cause that's a problem that I've had a few times before with, uh, with younger males, where you know you you get them going early in the season and then all of a sudden they're like nap don't want to do it it's not going to happen so yeah, right. I locked with one girl I'm done I'm out I'm going to go hide right. in the corner of my cage <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah so, is there yeah, uh... I, I mean just in general I think everyone should I mean yeah I mean people should do what they want I I like to wait an extra year on on just about everything I do <laughs> Uh, I think, I think it makes sense. Um, you know, I think you just, you're going to get better results and maybe for long term it's probably better for mm-hmm. the, for, for the, the, snakes. the females and males. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of in the mindset, I don't see, I, I mean, to me, either a male's going to do it or they're not, you know, <laughs> and yeah, I no, guess the no, only, totally. yeah, the only drawback that would probably be with that is that if, you know, if, if, if he's shooting blanks or, you know, maybe you get bad fertility, um, 
you know, because he's, he's too young, I guess that's a possibility. And then, then the female goes through all the, all the motions and so much, uh, you know, energy is put into creating a clutch and then you don't get any results from it. You know, I guess that could yeah. be a drawback, but yeah. I don't know. Get a, get a bunch <laughs> of uh, Varenus food. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I still, I feed him to the blackhead. No one will stick with the uh, Jurassic Park over at uh, his place. Yep. But, uh, yep. Yep. Uh, yep. So, what are we talking? Uh, I mean, is it, e you said you've never seen them lock. So, have you caught ovulation? Is it easy detected in these guys? I, I, I have, guys? have totally caught ovulations with them. Uh, that's pretty obvious. Um, ovulation. Um, I have I've witnessed some some pre-ovulation sheds, um, which have a couple have fooled me before. Um, I, w one year we I think we separated a little bit too early uh, because she looked like she was she she was building she was definitely building, um, but we uh, we separated early because I was fooled by the uh, the pre-ovulation shed. And then we actually caught her ovulate, and then she went through the post-ovulation shed. And when we found the clutch, uh, she was she was not stoked. Um, even she was like disappointed in the clutch. She left all right. the eggs in the lay box, and she was out looking for a meal. She was just like, "I suck those eggs, dude. They suck. Like every one of them yeah. sucks. I don't want anything right. to do with them. I'm not I'm not hatching those. You know. And four right. of them looked okay. The rest were were all duds. And uh, and even those four ended up sweating out on me. They didn't go oh. full term. Wow. Damn. Do you think it's just because of uh, the timing of the mail, taking the mail out? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it was, uh, uh, you know, we, we removed our mail early. And, uh, right. Because you know, we got it, we got other good clutches, just not not from her. Right. Cool. Uh, so what about as far as, um, uh, clutch size with these guys? Uh, I guess first I would oh. say children's and then what about, uh, maculosa? Uh, so, uh, I, with, with the, the max, I'd say they're a little bit bigger clutches, probably going to be like, you know, 13, 14 plus on average. Uh, the children's, uh, we're, we're seeing, I would say 10 is to the small side of things. Uh, um, okay. and 16 would be a little bit of one of our larger clutches. I've seen other people have a lot bigger clutches than that. Um, I'm, I've not been that fortunate yet to see a giant clutch out of our girls. I mean, I thought 16 was, was pretty big and, you know, there's been a few people that have, have smoked that by a long shot, but, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we almost always get fantastic looking eggs out of the girls. So, I mean, you really can't ask for much more than that. Um, sure. yeah, no, the, the eggs are, uh, eggs around like 15 ish grams range, maybe, uh, for, for a larger egg, you know, I'd say average, uh, hatchling size, probably around like probably around 10 grams, uh, size of things maybe around six grams i don't i don't usually see a lot of smaller babies but it happens wow. um and then to, <laughs> to the larger scale i had a few 12 and 13 gram hatchlings this year and those guys are little beasts i mean they're 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 ready to eat fingers on the first day out of the egg wow okay 
I'm trying to put, I'm putting that in perspective as you're saying that, thinking that like my average carpet python is probably 25 grams, you know? Yeah, so half, half that size. Wow. Ooh, that's tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really makes, tiny. Makes those, uh, it makes those hatchling racks really nice. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's like a 71-quart tub I, I, for those guys. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, the, that that rack showed up, and I mean, I I hugged that thing. I was like, oh my god, I can fit so many Antaresia babies in one small area. <laughs> this is beautiful. I love you, rack. It's perfect. Yeah. God, if I could fit a ring on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was it was it was the highlight of my season so far. I mean, I've I've been I've been happy with everything that I've hatched and. I've been happy with the ovulations and uh, the clutches I see coming up, but uh, uh, as it was it was starting to get to be a little bit of a panic looking at uh, uh, how many empty baby spots that I had, how many clutches I had coming up, and the, the rack hadn't shown up yet. It's like, oh, my God, I have no idea where I'm going to put all this stuff at. I'm going to be in trouble. Right. And then the rack showed up, and I was like, oh, thank God. All right, I'm cool. I got plenty of room. I can do whatever. I- I'm going to breed some more snakes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Price is averted. Now time for more. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What about, uh, have you ever done maternal incubation with these, uh, any either species? I, I have not done MI yet, and that's probably something that we're going to do next year with at least one of the clutches of children. And I, uh, okay. um, I, I want to, I want to see some, some babies coming out of mom's coils. Uh, we were, we were thinking about doing it this season. And the only reason that I decided I wanted to incubate everything was I've been, I've been busting my ass trying to promote these little guys. And, you know, in the last year and a half, um, I've I've been developing a nice little waiting list of people looking for animals, and uh-huh. you know I I gotten I gotten to the point to where I was like God I can I can breed everything, and I mean I got I got people looking for for everything I produce, so I mean I I you know I got no problem going, going full production for a year to uh, to meet what everybody wants, and then uh, you know I'll be a little bit more selective in what I make for next. See, so I can see it in my clutch, and you know, maybe uh, only do one other repeat pairing from this season to uh, try making a few more holdbacks of of what I've seen come out this year. Right. Well, let me ask you this: with um, well, first, my question would be: Is there different lines of uh, you know, like you see in carpets? There's there's different bloodlines and stuff, or is it all um, sort of one line? You know, I'm. I'm I'm not really familiar on it. Um, I mean, I've, I I hear the stories um, and rumors and whatnot. Uh, Nick or Justin would be awesome people to ask about that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know there's some documented stuff in the states uh, that that we can trace back, but uh, I know a lot of it was stuff that you know David and Tracy had uh, gotten their hands on and bred. And you know who knows what it got mixed into from there. Um, yeah, I mean, I my children's pythons look like children's pythons. Um, you know, I'd be lying if there wasn't a, a slight question in the back of my mind, like you know, did somebody 
somewhere along the lines when these were, you know, Liasis Childrenae and everything was, was Liasis Childrenae, whether it was a spotted or a children's, you know, did it, did somebody parrot, you know, at some point in time and God knows what kind of muddy waters I got now. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I, I call them children's pythons. I think they're children's pythons. They look like children's pythons. You know, there's sure. always that nagging doubt in the back of my mind, you know, because they're, they're not, they're not lineage traceable animals. We, we picked a pick some up from East Bay Vivarium, which you know John and them produced down there, and some came through Kalzoo, and some came through Mark and Kimbell. So you know, I mean, we we got a smattering of of stuff that we've picked up, and you know, try to you know, we keep track of where it came from, and then uh, sure. we 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 uh, you know just you know selectively breed it for for what we want want to hope to repeatedly make from there. How has your progress with that been? Like, what are you what are you specifically shooting for? Is there a specific look? Is it striping? Well, color? Um, so so with the children's, uh, we're we're kind of going along the line color um, because I've I've seen a couple of different phenotypes of the babies when they pop out. There there are pinker animals with redder blotches, and then there there are darker animals with darker blotches. Excuse me. And uh, I've kept a few of each back. Um, I, I usually, you know, because cause I, I do this for me. So I usually save some animals every year that I have not necessarily intentions of ever, ever keeping forever. But uh, I want to see how they age and what happens with them and not just rely on, you know, hopefully someone sending me a picture, you know, a year or two down the road mm-hmm. of, of how it's turning out. Um and I mean, I end up selling them off as sexed animals most of the time, anyways. But it's nice seeing how how they've turned out, um, and it's been awesome with with David keeping contact with me. I've been able to see how the stuff that I I sold to him has been turning out. And I mean, Jesus, there's some of those snakes. I was like, holy shit, why did I send that to you? Like that, that was that was a, a dumb idea. Oh, that should have stayed. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, I, I know exactly what those animals look like that I sent to him. And so now I'm looking at the babies that are that are hatching out now. And I'm like, oh, so I, I know exactly which one of you guys are going to be hot. And I know which one of you guys are going to be the darker animals that end up getting kind of a, a ghosty, fleshy sort of appearance to it as they get older. Uh, you know, it's, like, it's almost like the a lot of the spots disappear into the pattern and go away. And, right. uh so yeah, I just you know I'm 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 seeing where where those babies have started, to go and I want to uh, start holding a few more of them back and raising them up and then uh, breeding them back again. Yeah, you know, I mean a lot of the stuff I'm seeing out of Oz is is all line bred animals. It's not like a lot of it is uh, uh, recessive per se or or uh, dominant traits. Um, I mean it it is to an extent, but. Uh, you know, a lot of it seems to be line bread that they they you know keep breeding together, and they're kind of making some smoking stuff over there. You know, and I'm I'm hoping that you know through through my my limited resources, you know, I can I can start doing the same thing. You know, with, with what we have here. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder with these species of pythons that are not often you know like really selectively bred. Um, where it's, you know, generation upon generation. I wonder if there's possibility to uh, really, ref- I, I mean, 
I would, I would imagine that there would be like, you know, to super refine these things to where they probably would get somebody's attention at a show. I mean, sadly, that's the only way that you get people into a, into a species right. or, you know, want to yeah. work with a particular animal unless they put it, unless you got it in their hands, then maybe it's a different thing altogether. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. You see it. Yeah. What would be different? You know, why would they be any different? Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I, I really don't think they are. I mean, part of, part of my ball python projects, uh, just because I'm a geek and I apparently have nothing better to do. Um, I hate alien heads. I don't like the spots. <laughs> they, they drive right. me up the wall. Um, <laughs> and I have a theory on, on melanin bleed from, from having more of the, the black and the patterning that, you know, you'll, you'll end up with, darker, browner, muddier snakes. It's a personal theory. I, you know, don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I'm working on it. And, right. uh, I, I, I started with, with normal ball pythons that had very little spotting or alien head. And I'm about three generations deep into, into line breeding them now. And I got animals that are coming out relatively banded and almost like no spots on them whatsoever. In fact, one or two spots. Wow. And I'm, you know, wow. I'm certain that, you know, all it takes is a few generations, you know, if you have, uh, if you, if you can see it, you know, and if it's, you know, I mean, if you can see it and if it's happening, you know, some, some things, you know, are going to be heritable, you know, whether it's the mode of heritability is, is your, your typical incomplete dominant or dominant or recessive or, or it's just, you know, a phenotype that seems to keep getting passed on. You know, I, I think you can refine all of it if you if you keep working at it. Yeah, I mean, my my goal with uh, actually with ball pythons is kind of similar to what you're doing. Is that I just don't think that there's a lot of people that really take the time to refine a morph. Like no, just just no, the basic breeding is, seems to be dead in ball pythons. It's erased for. It's a race to yeah. see how many genes you can stack in it until you can't tell what's in it. <laughs> yeah, which just seems silly to me. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. But that's just, you know, I, yeah. I, I used to that's, see a long time ago to where you would see, I'm thinking of reptile radio days where they would talk about, you know, trying to get the best example of the morph that you could or you know getting the nicest uh, you know maybe high contrast yeah. females and you know and the results that they would get would really be would really be nice i mean you see sometimes some of these ball pythons when they're adults and they're just i don't know they're kind of ugly <laughs> you know yeah, a lot ugly yeah <laughs> no i uh what what attracted me to the morelia world was i mean when when i started building my ball collection i had to pay um, and that's what most of the people in Barilla, it's, it's about being selective. You know, it's not yes. just because you have something with cloacas, like you got a goal, you know, and, and there's, there's a purpose behind it and lineage is important. And people want to see pictures of the parents and grandparents and great grandparents, if you can provide all that. And, and I think that's, that's awesome. And that was, that's what got, you know, that's what I found. They just, seeming to find that camaraderie was was a hard thing to do you know i mean when i bought my my first lesser platinum you know i could have i could have bought a trio from a guy vending in sacramento for the same price that i ended up purchasing my single male for 
And that one male that I bought was way better looking than I had seen of any other lesser platinum. And the babies I've made from them have been absolutely smoking. And as I start breeding him into some of my adult females that I've raised that my second generation uh, reduced spotted, I'm making lesser platinums that have almost no spots in their patterning. So I'm cleaning up those those lesters, and I have pastels that I've made that, you know, at 3,000 grams are still yellow. So I want to start wow. taking those back into, into the snakes. You know, I mean, I, I only want to bring to what they have to each other, and and I, I'd rather make the best-looking lesser than a 20-gene oatmeal ball that you can't tell what what is going on in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you there. Spotted python look like a jungle carpet python, and you will be set. Done. There you go. <laughs> I got I got to start getting a dose of yellow injected in there somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Got to get it done. Anyway, um, Andy, what what is your feeling on the reptile market currently? I know you kind of dabble in a in a species that isn't. It kind of is on the fringe, uh, Antheresia, but you're involved with with carpet python and Morelia market as well as the ball python market. So what's your current take on where we're at right now? Uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's interesting. I, I think our biggest problem that we have in the hobby is not necessarily quote unquote oversaturation. Um, uh-huh. cause there's, there's a lot of people buying animals, man. I mean, be, let's be real. There's, you know, there's people buying all the time. You know, what What one of the biggest problems I think is, you know, we have everyone trying to be the next warehouse breeder. And to get to know people in the hobby, become part of a community, you know, make some friends. You know, try to, you know, I mean, making friends is one of the biggest things. Um, mm. just try, to, try to be positive and try to, try to you know, you know, produce something for the community that's that's helping in some sort of way, you know. And then, like, as you you gain a following, then you know, start worrying about how many questions you're going to be producing or what you're going to be producing. You know, I mean, start with a few here and there. Like, not not everybody is going to have a, a clientele list to deal with right out of the gate. I mean, you can buy the two hottest snakes in the world and breed them together, but that doesn't necessarily mean the line is going to form to the right, you know, hmm. for maybe right. because, you know, if nobody knows you or knows about your animals, you know, I mean, advertise, you know, where you want, but if you're advertising to 10 people, you know, I mean, that's that's only 10 people that are going to be seeing the animal. And, and then that's where you start seeing people drop their prices weekly and mm-hmm. or or hourly or whatever they they're doing with their sales you know it's 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 sad to to see somebody nice animals and then you know it's and then getting a rush to to try to sell i mean there's there's being part of the ball world i see a lot of people that are like oh yeah i got to have a sale this weekend you know 50% off i got i got to clear my racks out to make room for all these babies I got hatching this year and this and it's 500 animals long. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Like if you got 500 animals for sale, still take a year off. Like I say, yeah. you got enough, you know, if you can't sell what <laughs> you got, great. don't make more. Maybe stop. Yeah. Them. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's one of those things. I, I that, think like, I, Yeah, I think I think it doesn't matter what what section of a hobby you pick. Um, and there's there's always going to be that guy that you know is making more than he can sell, and you know, and I mean, yeah, I I look at I look at at the the ball pythons, and you know, I mean, I see people selling lesser platinum females for you know seventy five dollars. And you know, I sell my females for two fifty. You know, right. and I, I don't, I, I don't post ads. You know, I mean, I, I, I post pictures of stuff I make. You know, and somebody comes along and they send me a message and I'm like, dude, that's absolutely smoking. Like, do you have any more of those? It's like, well, actually, as a matter of fact, yes, I do. Right. You're asking a little bit more for it, but you know, you're going to be happy with what you get. And that's mm-hmm. the, that's the customer I want. I mean, I want, I want the picky customer. You know, I right. want the person that's willing to to pay more and appreciate what they're getting, you know, and not just be like, oh, well, I'll give you twenty bucks for that. It's like, oh, well, right. it's worth more than that to me. Yeah, I mean, if I yeah. can get two fifty for it, I'll I'll move it up to the next size tub up, and as soon as she's big enough to breed, I'll I'll be making more babies. Right. Yeah. That's why I'm not really sitting. I'm sitting on a few caramels, and I'm like, okay, you guys can hang out, and if you're here by breeding season, uh, I'm gonna put your asses to work. So, uh, yeah, um, and then you guys get a proven breeder tag, and your price goes up. <laughs> anyway, um, so what is your feeling? Because you are involved in the ball pythons. What's your feeling of uh, auctions that are uh, placed uh, online? Uh, uh, the one of my my uh, buddies fuck auctions. Um, <laughs> I'm 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 really not a fan, not at all. Um, these animals mean something to me. Um, I've been an animal mm-hmm. geek all my life. You know, my right. my parents my parents indulged my every animal whim, with the exception of of owning a lizard. Like that was that was off limits. Uh, but everything else, I mean, if I wanted it, they were they were you know if, if we could own it legally, like let's do it. And yeah. uh, so I, I I treasure being able to own animals, and they're they're not DVD players to me. And they're 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 not eBay items, you know. To to me, an auction's only purpose is to, at least for the people bidding, is to win it for the least amount of money possible. Right. Um, I've I've seen a lot of auctions, you know, the the ones that I I see people claim go for, you know, at retail or just above retail. Uh, you you watch those auctions, and there's like one or two people that are always bidding on it. And the entire time they're they're running the price up, and you know I mean that someone someone bids one twenty five they bid two hundred that person bids two oh one they bid three fifty and then they're like come on are you guys gonna let me steal this animal like somebody outbid me it's like why do you want someone to outbid you like aren't you trying to win it like isn't that the <laughs> yeah, point yeah what are you doing like, and, and why yeah. are you jumping the bid by a hundred and something dollars every time like you know there's there's no limit yeah, and then, bid in dollar amounts and, here. Then that guy wins, and then the same animals back on the site next week. Yeah, the the next week, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, buyer buyer backed out. Oh, okay, but here here the buyer is bidding on it again, running running yeah, the auction up all over guy. again. Yeah. Same, yeah, yeah same okay. dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know, I mean, it's I either see it as somebody's getting taken for for a ride, or I I see it as the the cheapening of animals. You know, I mean. 
if if you saw people running public auctions on Facebook for puppies, you know, they'd be crying for blood. You know, you know, <laughs> HS, HSUS and then PETA would be after those people in a heartbeat. Uh, that's know, a it, good it can't point. it can't look good for do stuff like that, you know. I mean, and then I see people uh, say, "Well, it's the only way I can move my animals." Well, then you made too many animals. <laughs> you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't and, and be doing no, it. No, not. You're just lazy. So yeah, I I used to believe that uh, I, I used to believe that your animals will sell themselves, and yeah. I think to a certain extent that's that is true, but you have to do the legwork to get people to know. What about them you have and about yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. yeah I know I think they, they people don't like leave them. that out. Yeah, yeah. They they do. You know, and I I meet people that find out that I have a collection of snakes and that I breed them and that I sell them and I sell them to pet stores on the West Coast and that I sell them online and they're they're just blown away and they're like, oh my god, like you make good money at it. I'm like, ah, I paid to keep my collection going most of the time. You know, right. or or at least pay to pay to put the money back into my collection. You know, I like, oh, the yeah. They're like, oh, it's so amazing. They're like, oh, so is that your day job? It's like, ha 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 ha. ha, ha. <laughs> no, no. It's like, no, no. I work fifty hours a week at another job and then come home and clean snake shit all day long. That's, that's, that's my, <laughs> that's my enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, it's what I do to to relax and unwind. Dodge reptiles. It is, it is quite um, relaxing. Yeah, this is my relaxing time. Um, but I, I, I don't know because from what I heard of, there used to be these auctions in Ohio of exotic animals, um, mm-hmm. lions, tigers, things like that. And I've always, and I always heard of this like appalling thing. It, it just, it just kind of struck me when you're talking about how uh, everybody would be up and on so we did this with puppies. People used to protest and go absolutely ape shit over the fact that they over were the exotic, exotic creatures. Yeah. So yep. now, now we're pretty much doing snake auctions, and it's, it's perfectly fine. But it's whatever. I don't know. To each their own, and you'll never see my animals on there. But um, Andy, what advice can you give somebody brand new into the hobby? Just somebody just coming in. Oh, find find what you love and work with that, and and just you know preach to people how much you love it. I mean, maybe don't be a Jehovah's Witness and knock on their doors every weekend, but uh, <laughs> you know you 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 gotta let people know how cool it is to you and why you dig it, and and hopefully that excitement will transfer on to other people. You know, and I mean, keep a day job if this is what you want to do. You know, if it's if you got a day job, this is always fun. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you're going to make it a living, I, you know, I mean, you got to pay rent every month. You got to pay your your power every month. You got to pay, excuse me, you got to pay water every month. You know, you got to have trash services. You know, your your phone bill. I mean, it's if you own a car, you you got to pay that shit, or they're going to, you know, and if if it's going to yeah. boil down to like God, I got to. I got to sell $3,000 in snakes this month or I'm going to get kicked out of my house. Like that, that doesn't make your, your hobby fun in any way, shape or form, you know, and it's, it's work doing this, you know, it's, it's not just all fun and games. If you want to sell your animals, you know, I mean, unless you're doing really well, like I can't afford someone to run a website for me. Like, and I hate computers. I'm I'm not computer literate, but I've had to learn, you know, and I'm not great Mm -hmm. at taking photos, but I've had to learn. 
You know, I mean, what I am good at is cleaning snake shit and breeding snakes. Like, I've I've gotten pretty decent at that. But, uh, you know, to, to do all my own books, to, to have uh, to file my taxes for, for selling these animals, you know, so mm-hmm. I can be a, a you know, law-abiding citizen. You know, I mean, it's it's all work. It, none of it's easy. And if you do all that stuff for you, you better get good at doing taxes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not easy. You know, just, just pick, pick, pick what you love, work with that. You know, if you really want to be a business, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, you're going to have to bust your ass to, to get to where you want. No one's going to hand it to you, you know, but yeah. you know, if you, if you just want to enjoy the hobby, my God, just, you know, I mean, you can breed all you like, just work with stuff you love and be prepared to keep it and feed it. You know, yeah. if, if it's not going to sell, you're going to have to take care of it. Or you know, get a get a monitor or a blackhead. Yeah, yeah. Or just do that. So, I mean, and that's uh, and that's good advice. I mean, I remember one of my first reptile shows. There was some guy set up next to me who was selling bearded dragons, and I didn't make a single sale all show. So I had the show. He yeah. comes up to me. He goes, "Man, you got to pick a different reptile. None of these things are going to sell." And I'm like, "Well, you do bearded dragons." He goes, "Yeah, but I really love Amazon tree bows." But nobody likes those things, so I do the bearded dragons, and I'm like, horrible advice. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. So I like Andy's better. So, yeah, you had um, said, uh, Andy, you had said earlier yeah. that you had busted your ass to get, you know, sort of like your animals pre-sold. Like, yeah. what are you doing to 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 get that word out there? I mean, uh, so I mean. I, being that you know forums are basically dead anymore and nobody uses those, um, right. I, I I share stuff on on my Facebook page, uh, my my personal business page. Um, I post in all the groups. Um, you know, I share stuff in Merlia, et cetera. Um, I sell. Or I sh- I uh, show share pictures of, of stuff in in early pick of the week. Uh, U.S. Antaresia addicts. Uh, the uh the the Antaresia group over in australia so i mean i i keep sharing sharing my pictures everywhere um i comment on other people's stuff you know i try to be stoked for what everybody else is doing uh sure yeah i just just try to i try to participate in the community at large um and just try to i try to be positive and i try to be uh polite and and friendly to everyone I, i believe really firmly in treating people the way i want to be treated um, yeah, I mean, some people tell me I'm a dick and, you know, that's true. I am, but, uh, you know, I try not to be, you know, I just come across that right. way sometimes. Well, I think, uh, man, I know sometimes I, I, I'm, I'm with you, you know, it's like me and Owen are kind of like always in this thing where it's like, do we comment on this? Do we not comment on this? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> you know it's kind of uh, like you know yeah, there's there's certain things that you see that you're like oh i feel the the pulse of my temple like just just hammering away i really feel <laughs> i think i just need to turn the computer off and turn around and walk away that might be the best thing to do yeah yeah you know sometimes yep. it uh i find that uh, than him so yeah yeah i i always try to think about the other side of things. I try to get a perspective. I'm, I'm very, uh, even a, 
at my work, um, they they call me devil's advocate guy because I I, <laughs> I think by arguing the other side, I strengthen strengthening what I my side is, you know, because now I've argued yeah. their side, so it kind of you know helps me understand my side better, but. I don't know. Sometimes I see things that happen and I just, uh, just shake my head sometimes. And I'm a nobody, you know, I, 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 am not, I'm not the end all be all when it comes to, you know, what things are in the reptile world. Um, but I just, I don't know. Every once in a while I get fired up and I have to put my two cents in or, or I'll tell Owen to unleash him on pick of the week. And just... <laughs> <laughs> like, can I, can I, can I ban this? Can I delete this? Can I destroy this? And he's like, yes. I'm like, ah, thank God. So, yeah. It's, you know, like, okay, I'll bring up, permission. I'll bring up an example, Andy, and I, I'd be curious okay. on to see how you would approach this. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys caught this, Oh, and you probably watch Pick of the Week more than I do, but I, I have um, <laughs> yeah, people think that it's me, but it's really Owen. That's the one that's really <laughs> watching out everything over there. Yeah, I, um, but there was a guy. People, so yeah, yeah, there was a guy that posted up a picture picture of his chondro, and it was in a cage that looked like a crate with uh it had like blocks on the bottom of the cage yeah, yeah it was made out of made out of like one by six uh pallet material and yeah, yeah. oh yeah. my god yeah I, I saw that picture well here's my thoughts first first thought that came to mind was is that well my first reaction would be this what the this has to be Behoff trolling something, or this must be a fake. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this has to be bullshit. This can't be correct. This can't be legit. And then I think, yeah. well, um, maybe this person doesn't have a clue, which would be my first my first problem with people when when it comes to auctions and when it comes to just the reptile market in general, even in the show, is that people are making purchases on whims and they really oh, don't the, understand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They really don't understand how to take care of this animal and they try to figure it out after the fact. Um, bad. Which is like the worst thing you could do, you know? And I think, I think maybe part of that has to do with Facebook. Maybe it doesn't. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like, it, it could be maybe a generational thing, but it just seems like back in the day that people would come to a forum and they would, they would be more research oriented to try to figure out, uh, you know, cause the information was or, there. Or you would look buy some books or yeah, something. Well, good you, Lord. You, you do a little research. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, I don't like know. computers. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Well, yeah, I mean, books are another huge resource that, uh, that, that I don't, I don't know. It just seems like people don't pay attention to them as much, but uh, that's a whole nother thing. But uh, um, I, I don't know. I just kind of like, and then I'm thinking, well, is this guy from another country where, you know, maybe they don't have a reptile basics that they can, uh, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, well, you have to kind of do with what you have to kind of do with. I mean, I don't know if you look maybe back in the early days of keeping snakes in the U S we probably did the same kind of shit, you know, I don't know. 
I kind of have mixed feelings. It's kind of like, okay, here's somebody new. Do you take the time and to explain to them or do you just berate them and just say you're a flipping idiot and you shouldn't keep snakes and get the hell off of here, blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? So so my, my approach that I I try to, to do with everybody is I usually try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt that they're trying to learn, you know, they, they ask the question in sincerity, hoping to do better. And I typically will try to help as, as honestly as I can, um, while maybe rubbing my temple, uh, on the other side of the screen. Um, I will, I will, I will try to help that person. Um, and, and, and hopefully they'll be going down some sort of a right path. Um, if, if after one or two times of trying to help, I start to realize that this person is, is beyond help. I mean, they don't even know how to tie their shoes. They definitely shouldn't be owning an animal. Um, I, then, then I, I, I try to just wash my hands of it and leave it alone. Um, sometimes it depends on just how bad of it having. I try not to unload both barrels on people, but you know, Sometimes, you know, the the Marillia world's not as bad. Um, At least, you know, I seem to to think that the the people that ask questions there are are truly looking to get help, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and and maybe bashing them isn't the the best first step because then they're not going to want to ask for help again. Um, Granted, granted maybe they should try helping themselves a little bit more first, but, you know, I'll, I'll try to help them. But, I mean, there's right. people in the ball python world that, I mean, they ask for help and then, you know, they give you some of the most asinine replies ever. And it's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm done. I gotta, I gotta walk away. Like I'm, I'm either going to, I'm either going to call you the, the most retarded person on the planet and you, you shouldn't even to, to go outside of your house. You're a danger to yourself and <laughs> everyone around you. How have you lived you this know, long? Yeah, so I, I, you know, I, I try to just, I, I try not to, to be people, but, you know, I mean, sometimes after, after a few tries, it's like, oh, you're, you're beyond help, and if you don't leave me alone, you're really not going to like you know, the, the reply that you get from me. Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes you make the mistake of trying to help the wrong person, and then they just keep messaging you, and, and, uh, yeah, it's. You wish they'd go away, but you just can't get them to. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, personally, I would try to help everybody, you know, and and hope that, you know, they hopefully they accept the help. No one take advantage uh, of the help if, too. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, if you ask for it, you know, listen to it. Yeah. You know. Don't uh, don't 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 ask what's the the best way to do this or how should I do that or what's going on here and then be like no I think you're wrong <laughs> I think you're totally wrong <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> all right we'll yeah. see like you know so good luck with apparently apparently you know more about incubating temperatures for that species and you know you don't even own an, an incubator so you you go ahead and you you figure it out buddy you tell me what I'm doing wrong. I, yeah, I, there was uh tags and posts where they somebody asked a question, they tag a bunch of people who may have been well known for that species, but then the answers that they get are from people who are not the people that they tagged. 
Um, and then when one of the people, like, say, like, I ask a question, I tag, like, you, Eric, Nick Mutton in there, and a bunch of other people yeah. respond. And then Nick Mutton responds, but then the one right after Nick Mutton is like, he's wrong. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's, but <laughs> his name's up there for a reason. So <laughs> Yeah, it's there for a reason. You, you know the guy wrote the book on, on what I'm asking, right? Like, please be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> please yeah. let him talk. It's like, you know, it, that's, that's some of the things that I, I keyboard cowboys are everywhere. And I do understand sometimes emotions run high. And you can uh, you can get involved in something quickly on a computer and it can spiral out of control. But, you know, not everybody is an expert just because they uh, have one and it's still alive. Um, you you yeah. do more. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I think, what was it? I can't remember what it was. It was a couple weeks ago. It was, uh, and I, I think we might have talked about it at the beginning of last show, um, but I was kind of like juggling a thousand things, not to mention the tornado that came through. Sure that happened, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was a post, what was it? Uh, what was the post that Scott put up of why the nail in the Morelia coffin? What was that? It was for auctions? Was that? Those were the auctions, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then- so... My my favorite comment to those entire threads still is, um, I don't have a name like Jason Balin, so I have to charge less. Well, not not to not <laughs> even to go to go down That's that road, but my mind. <laughs> well, there was two sort of threads going on. There was one that was in uh, carpet carpet python classifieds. Yeah, there was one that was and there, then I, and, then and then there was, then there was, was one, the one, one that was on the Scott's wall. Yeah was on Scott's wall. So the one on the carpet Python classifieds, Zach was really like, he was, he was more into that one where I was more into the one on Scott's wall. And the, the one person is going back and forth with Zach and he then proceeds to say that he doesn't even have carpet pythons. So I'm like, hold on a second. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you, what are you, Go away. <laughs> that that would be one of those incidences where I'm like, well, do I get in here and say, well, why are you even talking about this? Like, I, I, I mean, people are entitled to opinions, I guess. But like, if you don't have a dog in the race, like, how can you make a comment about it? So like, if somebody comes on and they ask a question, like, how do you breed children's pythons? And I go on and I say, well, this is what I would do. And then, Andy, you come on and you say, well, no, Eric, you're wrong. This is no, what Eric, you should do. But you'd be like, yeah. I should say, okay, you know what? Well, Andy's bred these before and he's actually hatched these before. So you, you should Eric listen to was, him. No, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just, yeah. oh, my goodness. Uh, I just want to bang my head against the wall. You know, yeah. and – it's it's like if I go to a motorcycle dealership and start talking about riding, but I've never ridden a motorcycle. So (laughs) I like them. They look cool, but I've never done it. So I should know not to talk about it. Yeah. And I think, I think it just goes to play back what you said earlier, Andy. It's, and that's why I asked that question that we sort of went off on this tangent about was, you know, I think that people just think that they're going to breed these snakes they don't put any thought behind it. 
there's just like I'm just gonna I think they think like especially with like now we're talking carpet pythons but I'm sure children's pythons would fall into the same thing I mean you have a limited amount of people that are going to buy those snakes every year unless you, oh, you try do. to grow that group mm -hmm. yep. you know I mean there's only so many people they're gonna buy even with high-end carpet pythons I mean there's there's not a lot of people in the US that are going to say all right yeah here's an extra ten thousand dollars I'm gonna go buy a couple of these projects it's just uh -huh. <laughs> most of the people that are trying to sell that are the people that would buy it and why would I buy it if I can make it you know what I mean right. so <laughs> I don't know yeah. it's just it's it's kind of a funny thing to where unless you grow that audience and I guess that has to do with you know going out and posting on uh, other forums and other group pages and you know get to know people and help them with questions yeah, go going to shows you know I mean going to shows when yeah when when mm -hmm. when I'm at a show and people ask me what I work with yeah I mean I tell them that I I work with ball pythons and carpets but I mean, right the second one of my one of my favorite things that I'm working with is the Antaresia pythons, and I will talk those things up to anybody who wants to have a conversation about them. Now, I got right. pictures on my phone. I got a shit ton of pictures on my phone. You want to look at pictures? Let's look at pictures of, of Antaresia. Right. You know, and I mean, it's you know, you just while you're there, make friends. And I mean, I wish I had I wish I had Howard's Howard's ability of, of remembering names. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, we're, we're at Pomona. We're at Pomona, and people keep walking up to the table. And Howard's like, "How are you?" I mean, "How are you doing, Bob?" I'm like, "Who the fuck is Bob?" He's like, "He was here three minutes ago." I'm like, I, "I remember his face. I remember his face. I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, right. but yeah, you know, I mean, you just just make that connection with people and talk to them, you know, and that's 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 worth it's worth its weight in gold, you know. I mean, I've bought a lot of snakes. I mean, I'll, I'll use I'll use Todd uh, Dyer as an example. Yeah. Bought a yeah. lot of snakes off of Todd, and one of the reasons why I've bought a lot of snakes off of Todd was when I hit him up looking to buy animals. He took the time to talk to me and answer my questions, and just you know be a person that that would would take the time to to deal with me, and that's that's huge, man. I mean, if you if you can take you know. 40 minutes out of your day or even 30 minutes out of your day when someone's got some questions to, to answer them. Like, I mean, you know, that's, that, that makes, that makes the difference to people. I mean, I got breeders that I go back to religiously because they're willing to give me that time of day to, to help me out. And, you know, there's other people that, you know, very big names that I have, I have voicemails on their phone and I have, I have less than emails and text messages and I mean, shit. One of them, it's been like three years. He still hasn't returned a message, you know. And then I see, you know, he's got a list of animals. And almost he's like, God damn it, is there anybody out there? You know, why isn't anyone buying? And it's like, well, shit. Maybe if you return phone calls, someone would buy your shit from you. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, I I think I don't know. I when I'm work, I work a seventy hour a week job on top of the show, on top of breeding snakes of my own and you know yeah. i i could probably be better at faster at answering emails but i try to answer them you know at least within a day um yeah know. now usually if, usually if it's taken me 24 hours to get back to somebody my 
my message is leading with, I'm really sorry it's taken me 24 hours to get back to you. You know, right. it's been really slammed, you know. Hopefully they gave me all the pertinent information of what they wanted to know in the original message. Right. You know, my, my least favorite message I get from people is, do you, you have an availability snake? list? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got snake. Are you the guy? Do you have, do you have an availability list you can send me? And it's like, ah, I, I, what do you like? Right. Like, I don't know. I just, I just want to see the list. I'm like, all right, yeah. well, this is, this is what I work with. Like what turns you on? Like, I mean, what do you like out of that? What, what's like, Ooh, like I got to own that. I don't know. I was just looking to see what you had. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so yeah, much. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm looking for someone who knows what they want. And if you don't know what you want, I probably don't have something for you. Yeah. Right. Uh, you're, you're, you're going to be like, ah, oh, you're too expensive. And I'll be like, ah, oh, well, that's sorry. Right. Those are the guys at the reptile shows who are like, I'm stuck between your carpet python, that dude's Jeremy Burmese python, and that other guy's fly river turtle. And I'm like, wait a minute. You just said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? The prices between these objects are ridiculous. And, it's, it's, yeah, and that's the kind of person who asks, like, you have a price list. It's like, that's why I'm like, go to the website if you want to see a price list. If you're, people, if people normally contact me, they have, baby numbers and they have I want this one and I'm like there you go and now, now I can talk to you so it's yeah it's I, so yeah that's kind of uh, yeah I, I'm with you though Andy as far as um, you know the whole I'm 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 loyal to a fault but at the same yeah. time I'm the type of person that, you know, if I do business with you and I feel the experience was good, I'm going to continue to do business with you. And, you know, oh, totally. that's just how it oh, goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and totally. I love how you were talking about Howard uh, a little uh -huh. bit ago, because one, one of the first times I ever met him, I was walking around a reptile show and he gave me a balloon. <laughs> like He's like, here's a balloon <laughs> for walking by Reading Reptile Breeders Table. And I'm like, what the hell? So, and he, was, he had freaking canister and he was still in a balloons at this habit of show and he was handing them to every single person. And it's like, all right, but people stayed and talked to them because he was filling up balloons and it's smart shit going yeah, on there. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> And it's a great icebreaker. You look like you need a balloon. What? And then I had to come over to talk to him. So, yeah. Worked yeah, and uh, he, he and I had chatted online on Facebook, and then uh, I was going down to Pomona to go to the show to hang out uh, with, with Todd down there. And yeah. I saw he he had posted that he was going to be going to the show and was looking for a, for a bunkmate. For, for the weekend and uh, he yeah. and I ended up ended up splitting a room for the weekend and uh, I mean that's one of the greatest weekends I've had in a long time dude it's hilarious you know and then <laughs> and then after you know hang, after hanging out with him for the weekend it's like alright well now now I need a Howard Writing Jungle here sometime soon like yeah. I don't have one of those in my collection like you now we're going we're going to have to rectify that yep yeah Howard you know, was I, somebody I, that I just had Howard send me a, a girl and oh my god she's smoking I, you know, oh, yeah, I like everything it. I could ask for. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, uh, he would be one of those guys that, um, that I was talking about in my post that, you know, here's a guy that, you know, he kind of focused on this one thing and the results, you know, he, there was a couple of years where I, 
you know, I don't know. I kind of got the feeling from him that he kind of felt like, you know, he wasn't producing. Like, he knew what was going to be being produced in his collection, but it's not like he could show anybody that, you know. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. When we went to his place for Carpet Fest, he would be showing us the it, – it's like for a long time I knew him for his coastals. But, like, he seemed excited, most excited about his jungle. So it's like, oh, I got this one, I got this one, and this is going to go, and look at this one, and blah, 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 and, you know, talking about it. And, you know, he kind of stuck with it. And, I mean, the, the jungles that he's producing at this point are just are killer, you know. And oh, they are. It was nice. That's the That's the kind of thing. Like, he's not just putting jungles together just to put them together and, you know, no, no, he's got he's got some end goals in mind with those things. Yeah, and you could tell, you know, and yeah. and that's what used to be, uh, at least in my experience. Like, you take Morelia Python's forum, and you know, I would just go there, and it would I would be googling over these people's collections and saying oh my god i have to have a snake from this one and that one and it's like there would be a specific oh, yeah. pairing that was was happening and you, you had to get in on that pairing because it may never happen again you know it's just like wow totally no and that's 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 something that you know i kind of i kind of enjoy a lot about uh about the snake world, you know, when people do select pairings, you know, I mean, they, they maybe want to keep those snakes for 40 years, but, you know, they're only going to breed them five times, you know, six times. Right. It's not like you're going yeah. to be able to get your hands on those babies every single year. And you know, I mean, that sort of stuff to me makes them special, you know, I mean, cause you, you know, if you're not going to be able to get your hands on the babies again, you know, I mean, that, that creates, I mean, that ends up creating a market for your customers later on because, if you're never going to pair those animals again or only once or twice, like, you know, eventually you're, you're, the people who bought from you will be able to, to pair those animals and there'll be demand for offspring from them because it's, you know, right. it's a traceable line yeah. and, you know, yeah, it's yeah, not like great it example pops up every day. Yeah. Oh yeah, with yeah. with what John did with uh, Gamma Jacks. Yeah, with Gamma. That that's exactly what I think about with that. That's all Gamma. Is that he stopped breeding them, and then now you see Gamma Jags pop up with other people's collections, and you know people are breeding them. Yeah, I mean that guy. His whole thing was he got the best of the best, and you know he was very selective in what he put together and the results. You know he was very consistent with his results. Where at the same time you would see some people, and it just seemed that they didn't have the same uh, results in the end. And I've often heard that after, like people that would have a gamma line uh, diamond jungle jag, would go and breed it with something and that would kind of get, you know, shitty results. It wouldn't, it wouldn't carry over, but, um, I would often wonder, well, what did they put it with? You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> was it anything or was yeah. it, you know, another stellar animal? Right. You know, you because if you, you get back what you put in. Yeah. Because he kept back animals from the same clutch and bred it to, you know, other high, uh, you know, really nice looking jungles or diamond jungles or whatever, mm -hmm. and the results stayed consistent. But you can't just like, oh well, it's not. Again, I, I hate to keep going back to the ball python world, but it's not like I'm trying to make a bumblebee, so I just need to get a pastel and a spider, put them together, and yeah. Yeah. Ooh, bumblebees. And, yeah, and you got a bumblebee. 
<laughs> but at you the know? same token, I mean, you know, you take a you take a what I would call like a C grade pastel, something that's already starting to brown out before it hits three hundred grams. And, you know, you raise that up and you breed it to a low white spider and you make these, you know, brown pastel spider bumblebee looking things like, I mean, do you really want to, do you want to put your name on that and put it out there for sale? Like, is that the, the bumblebee you want to hold back in your collection to, to breed and further your yeah. projects along? Or, you know, do you want to, you want to spend a little extra by uh, a nice bright yellow pastel and, you know, a nice high contrast spider that's real bright in its coloration and then breed those together and keep, you know, the best looking bumblebee. Yeah. I mean, I've, I mean there's, I've, there's, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I was just going to say, I've seen, I've seen, you know, bees that, you know, look like a turd by 700 grams. And I've seen bees that, you know, would almost fool you as they're getting into the, the 1500 range where you're like, God, is has that actually got, a little something else going on in it. Like that's still really <laughs> clean. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, who sticks out to me and in, in as far as that world is, and if I were to ever buy uh, uh, a, a ball Python, like another one, there's very select people who I would get it from, but Ozzy from Ozzy Boyd's, I mean, that guy seems like he has the same kind of thing going on as far as he's very selective and, he, he is. He, Oz makes some some gorgeous looking stuff. Yeah, it's crazy, you know. And even like non do a do a double take where they, you know, it's funny. You talk to them like when you're talking to them one on one, and they're like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool," <laughs> you know. But yeah, if, there you if, go. If yeah. The public, they're like, "Nah, man, that's not cool." <laughs> Whatever, just another ball python. But that's you know, King Cobra yeah, food. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. No. No. Uh, Ozzy. Ozzy definitely makes some nice stuff over there, and he, he is he's one of those guys that has a goal. And you look at his orange dream stuff and where he's taken it. I mean, oh yeah, God. they're 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 stellar animals. Meanwhile, you look yeah. at some of the orange dream stuff that other people are working with, and you're like, really? It's orange dream, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, that yeah. that looks like a slightly more attractive, ugly normal than you've uh, <laughs> seen. Yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. my one question would be like, okay, so you're at Owen's going to do his uh, his closeout questions in a minute, but my one yeah. question would be, what is the thing about? So I'm a guy. I come up to the table. I'm excited about Antaresia, you know, children's pythons, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or spotted pythons or whatever. What what would be the conversation that you would have? What excites you about these guys? What is it that 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 you know that that you do have all these pictures of the different things in your phone and you know what geeks you out uh, about them? Uh, so it's pretty much everything to me about them. I mean, I, I'm just as geeked out about them as as I am about any other species I keep. I mean, I, I love their colors and patterns, you know. I mean, each one is special to me. I look at it, I look at each one and I see individual things. I see a spot on one and a spot on another one, and I'm like, I can do some shit with those spots. And uh, so, I mean, this color and pattern, they're, they're ease in, in maintenance, you know. They're, they're a small, manageable size. They're going to be inexpensive to feed. Um, mm-hmm. they're, 
they're they're awesome little attitudes. I mean, they kind of get a bad rap for for being quote unquote aggressive, but they're they they just like food. They like food, and your fingers are warm, and they happen to be about the same size as what they like to eat. So you know, I mean, they they give it a shot from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I mean, you know, I I actually like that. You know, I I like the fact that they get a little spunk to them. Um, you know, and I mean, not right. all of them do. You know, I have ones that are, are, you know, have never bitten. And then, you know, I have other ones that, eh, eh, well, you know, have, they've never failed to bite. Um, <laughs> they never miss. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but I mean, you know, something that's, something that, you know, your, your kids can actually handle. Um, cause I mean, that's, that's something that I've noticed with ball pythons. You know, a lot of people say they're a great starter snake. They're shy. Uh, the Anteresia are not a shy snake, you know, I mean, I wouldn't recommend holding it every day for, you know, three and a half hours and then wondering why it's getting defensive, but, you know, right. I mean, your kid can pull it out and juggle it around for 30, 40 minutes and, you know, you're not going to totally stress the animal out, you know, put it back and leave it alone for the week. It, it tolerates it. It's not going to shut down and quit feeding for eight and a half months on you. And then you're going to be calling mm-hmm. me every other night wanting to know why the snake hasn't eaten yet. You know, and then you send me a picture of it, you know, between two giant stereo speakers and a glass cage in the middle of your living room in a high traffic area with a disco ball hanging over the top. And you got like 40 people partying in the living room. I don't, I don't know why it's not eating. I'm a little stressed out looking at that picture. It might have something to do with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, awesome. I mean, there's such a cool species. I mean... From from getting my first one to to picking up my my Antresia bastardi uh, yesterday afternoon, I mean I, I'm I'm geeked yeah. out about every one of them. I was so excited to hatch babies this year, you know. I mean I look forward to to a little bit of a challenge getting them to start eating, but I mean you know seeing seeing a snake that's you know five inches long, you know, and a smaller diameter than a pencil around, you know, hatch out of an egg and become a savage little feeder, you know, and want to hit anything warm that when the tub opens, I mean, there's uh, no better gratifying feeling, you know. I, sure. I, I love raising them up and watching them grow, and you know, I, I I think they would, I think they'd make an awesome vivarium animal, to be honest. Um, yeah. If I had more room and and I could I could do it, I would I would totally set up uh, a few vibes uh, to, to put them in and keep them that way. And I think you'd probably observe even more than like them just wedging themselves into the the crack in the top of the cage, you know, waiting for me to open it and them to fall on the the sub- substrate, and then I off the mouth. Yeah, right. They were trying to trying to eat a bat. It just didn't work out for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor guys. Oh yeah. Well, that's cool. But, uh, what yeah, about? Uh, would... Go ahead. Good. No, no. Go ahead. no I was going to say. What do you think about? Um, there's quite a quite a few uh, of the morphs uh, that are in Australia. Some of them have made their way to the states, and I'm sure somehow, some way, they'll make it. Uh, most of them will make it here, if not all of them. Do you think that will yeah, change? They'll, they'll eventually pop up randomly in a UK collection somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, they <laughs> slam their way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were field collected by a couple of Germans in Germany. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, I, I think the morphs are cool looking. I mean, 
You know, as, as much as I kind of hate seeing what morphs do to any, you know, part of the hobby, you know, because, yeah. you know, as soon as morphs start mm-hmm. to inject their way in, people start to, to chase the animal a little bit more because they start to see that there's, you know, maybe some money to be made for your time. And, you know, that's when you start seeing maybe some people getting into it for the wrong reasons, you know, may, you know, starting to see people get more passionate in their arguments. You know, yeah, and I, I start to. I think that's where the drama starts coming in, is when you start getting morphs into an animal or into a species. Um, uh-huh. That that being said, I'd be a total fucking liar, to do that. I would not be one of the first people rushing out to buy a pair of marbled or a pair of native <laughs> albinos. Thank and you. I, yeah. would, I would be. I'd be one of the first ones in line. I mean, uh, fuck, fuck you guys. Back off. Like I'm <laughs> right here. This guy. Mine. I'm here. Mine. Yeah. Name your yeah. price. Name your price. Yeah. I will go sell my butthole in a street corner if I got to. <laughs> oh. yeah. Those guys over there, they just like carpets. You know, let yeah. them have their Get carpets. Them. This is all yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, there's, there's, I, I, I think it'll be a huge boost to, to Antaresia once they finally start popping up over here. Um, I'm a little to what it'll do, but at the same time, I mean, it's it's bound to happen at some point. It's, I mean, whether whether you know people like Nick and Justin and you know myself and Brandon Young and those who are, are working with with these snakes, you know, start seeing you know random selective things that we're producing and start being able to line breed stuff, and that starts to starts to be the trend. You know, I mean, you're you know, producing, you know, poly polygenic morphs, you know, kind of like tigers. Um, sure. Yeah. You start, mm-hmm. you, you know, whether it be something like that, or we actually start popping up with, uh, more things other than just the black eyes, um, and the, the quote unquote reds, which are, uh, I'm, I'm not 100% on how they're, they're developed, but in my opinion, I believe they're just, uh, line bred animals. um, as soon as that stuff starts becoming more prevalent, it'll start to become more popular. And, uh, you know, and, and it's just not always a bad thing. You know, sure. It'll eventually, hopefully, you know, not become terrible, you know, but it'll, it'll slowly bring drama into the world. Yeah. What do you, are, are there, what are the morphs that are in the States currently? Um... I mean, there's rumors of stuff that's around um, that's not around. Uh, I haven't actually seen pictures or anything. I've just heard tales. Um, there's, there's the black eyes, um, which I'm not exactly sure how they work. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if it's a, an incomplete dominant or a, a recessive. I know Justin's been working on them. Um, and there's there's uh, reds um, for, for the children I um there are uh i mean i've seen some some children i that are practically patternless um i'm I'm not sure if they have uh like some granite maculosa mixed in there somewhere um Uh or if if it's just selectively bred some of them the the pattern does disappear on quite a bit and if Uh you know somebody's been line breeding that they may just be making a a form of patternless that way Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who it was that posted in USA and Teresa Addicts the other day. They're working on uh, on some some striped uh, spotted, and uh, I mean, those, those got me excited. 
Um, I I I dig stripes. Like there's no tomorrow. I'm a total yeah, stripe sucker. <laughs> um, me too. You know, I you know I I saw I saw some pictures of tigers and I was like, oh, done, done deal. <laughs> I'm getting those. That's no way. I'm I'm not getting that. Um, ah, oh, no, it wasn't in the states. Sorry, my bad. Uh, Benjamin Cornford is in Oz. Can swear we. Oh nope, I'm sorry. It is in the states. Ryan Young. Uh, he's got no. some some. Uh, oh yeah. Stripes spotted. Uh, yeah, I saw that. It's, it's a really nice looking animal. And then there's the granite spotted. Um, and I see people share patternless, you know, quote unquote patternless uh, maculosas. Um, from my understanding, that Kim Bell told me, uh, that's that's who I got my my uh, granites from. Is that there are more heavenly, heavy, God, heavily patterned uh, granites, and then there are granites that are practically patternless, and mm-hmm. the ones that are pretty much patternless are the uh, selective bred, quote unquote, patternless granites, or pa- sorry, patternless spotted. Uh, yeah. From my understanding, it's not a separate mutation; uh, it's just being line bred, which. Um, yeah, we we have we have a, a heavily spotted male and a male and a female that are practically patternless, and uh, we're I'm 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 putting both patternless animals together next year, and you know, this comes of that. I'm hoping to uh, continue that trade on. I mean, if I make a busy patterned animal or we see one pop up from somebody else that's working on granite. I'll probably snag a female for my busy pattern male, so you know we can go down both both avenues with it. Um, but yeah, I mean the uh, the the granites, especially the ones with little pattern, are, are smoking. I mean the ones we have are like silver, and uh, the the iridescence on them is just just killer. I I love those things. Right. That's wow. awesome. Yeah, that that would probably be the next ones that I uh pick up out of these. I'd like to get some spotted uh some spotted pythons for sure. So we may be talking. <laughs> <laughs> that so, means yes. So Yeah. All right. I I dig those guys. All right. So Owen. Yeah, the final questions. All right. So Andy, if you yes, could own any reptile without any limitations, what would it be and why? Cool. Uh, uh-huh. Well, I mean, it may not be the smartest uh, maneuver in the world. My absolute favorite uh, species are the cobras. And I have oh. no real good reason for it other than they have hoods. And the hoods are, <laughs> are badass. That's that's all I have. I mean, I've I've been enamored with cobras since I was a kid. Um, I, I, I've just always thought they were the coolest thing in the world. And, you know, I mean, being here in California, like the, the, the laws are prohibitive. I'll, I'll never yeah. be able to work with something like that here. Um, but I mean, I, I, I would totally do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the, you have a favorite the risk, cobra the, the risk could be worth it in my opinion. Anyways, do you have a favorite cobra species? Uh yeah, uh, either either spectacled or monocled. So I Nasha Nasha or Nasha Kaiuse, and I'm sure I butchered both yeah. of those. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, those are my favorites. Uh, I like the Indian cobras. Um, I mean, king cobras are are awesome. 
I probably wouldn't necessarily go down that road. I don't necessarily need a snake that's like 17 feet long and highly deadly. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's maybe pushing the roulette wheel a little, a little bit harder than I want to go. Okay. All right. So if you could go herping at any place on the planet, where would it be? And what would you go looking for? Uh, I think my dream trip, like if I could go and do anything, um, it would either be, it, it would be, it'd be a close toss up between either going to India and actually getting to see a cobra in the wild or, uh, the, the very close second, uh, would be going to Australia and herping for brettles. Oh. I mean, of, of the python, of the python species, that's my, that's my hands down favorite. You know, di- diamonds run a close second, but uh, I've been enamored with brettles for forever. Uh, I saw a picture of one in a book when I was in high school, and I remember thinking, God, if I ever, you know, get over this bullshit fear of snakes, like that red snake right there, like I would own that. That's that's hot. And then I remember, like, when I first decided that snakes were cool, I started looking into prices of brettles. I was like, oh well. Apparently, I'm never going to own one of those. <laughs> yeah, and then they came down in the world of reality, and you know, I went from like, God, I'll never be able to own one of those, to like, oh, so I got like five in the house. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty well set. Yeah, I love that when you're like, that'll, I'll never be able to get this in my collection, and then like a couple of years later, you're like, I got four. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So awesome. <laughs> All right. So one last thing, Andy, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, uh, whether yeah. they want to start talking about Antaresia, whether they want to get on your, one of your lists, um, how would they go about doing that? Uh, so uh, you can find me at Pets at Sunset on Facebook. Uh, I have a business page there. Um, you can shoot me messages. I'm I'm checking in on it all the time. Uh, usually something doesn't get by me for more than a couple hours on there. Um, you can uh, you can try to send me a personal message on Facebook. Uh, my privacy settings might block you if you're not a friend. Um, apparently, it it seems to choose itself. I'm not sure how it works. Uh, every once in a while, <laughs> I go to the other phone. messages folder. And, yeah, I mean, some some people I'm not friends with it comes through immediately, and other people I go to the, the other messages and I'm like, oh crap, I feel bad. I haven't responded to that person. Um, <laughs> But uh, yes, yeah, so people can try there. Um, face the, the the business page on Facebook's one of the better ways. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Google Plus. Um, I'm on there as well. So that that sends the email to me directly. Um, you can comment on anything that I have on there. You can, you know, I, I don't know, plus one like whatever whatever Google Plus does for their their mm-hmm. liking system. Um, I mean, all all that stuff. I get instantaneous emails, so yeah. I mean, that that's probably a fast way of hitting me, no matter what. You, know, you find me on Google Plus, and that that goes straight to my phone. Um, I'll be at the Sacramento Reptile Show this year. Um, if you want right. to come talk to me in person, uh, my partner James Royal and I will be down there. Um, we will have some of our own animals on the table, and we will be hanging out with the legendary Todd Dyer and the infamous Howard Redding uh, at the show. So you can come and chat snakes with those two awesome guys as well. 
Um, and then I will be down in Pomona again in January, uh, hanging out down there. And one, if not both, uh, James and I will probably be at the uh, North Bay Herp Show um, it, towards the end of July here. Uh, and it's in Santa Rosa. Uh, we won't be vending, but, you know, at least one of us will be down there roaming around trying to see if, you know, there's something that you know, I can't live without, you know, some other, you know, Antaresia yeah. Master Dicross. Yep. Always got to hunt. I mean, always got to go. So, all right. Very cool. So, I think that's all we got. Eric, do we have anything else? He's gone. He's dead, apparently. I, <laughs> he, he I'm still here. There he is. I see, God damn it. Yeah, I'm still here. Again. Push the button on my headset. Sometimes I mute yeah, myself. I yeah. You muted um, yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that. thanks for coming on, Andy. Uh, you know, I'm glad uh, we could get the uh, word out there about Teresia and uh, I hope people get some excitement going about it. No. Uh, uh, perfect guy to contact if they want to get into uh, the species. So, thanks oh, for coming. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. I, it's, it's, you know, I, I listen to the show every week. room pages and I, 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 I get geeked out listening to to everyone try to share their knowledge. And I was, I was, I was really honored when you you sent me the message. It meant a lot. Oh uh, yeah, heck yeah. Our so. pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Great. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good night, guys. You, you too. too, Andy. All right, man. All right. Bye. All right. So, uh, yeah. So you're getting some Antaresia, Owen, or what? No, sorry. <laughs> not in the no. battle plan. No, See, no, it's, okay. harder to get me, it's harder to get me to want snakes that I've already had because I've already have. If I don't have them anymore, it's because I didn't want them anymore. So uh, I got gotcha. like, you. You're going to get Antaresia again, Owen? I had those. Didn't work out well. Never again. Because yeah. <laughs> so they didn't you know, breed. Well, I had I had two point two. I had normal spotted. Actually, I had Cape York spotted, and then I had two granite spotted, and nothing bred. No one bred. Loser. Nothing happened. Damn it! Shut up. <laughs> yeah, Cape Yorks, man. That's nice. Damn. Yeah, I, we were at Hamburg. We were at Hamburg, and if I had money, you know, and wasn't in snake debt, um, there was a guy that was across from Eric Waller. After was this before or after you bought two retics? Well, remember they were already paid for, so that's different. <laughs> so, so quiet. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally different. And the one I didn't buy, but anyway, that's besides that's the true. Point. That's right. Oh my god, you only paid for one. Yeah. Wow. And what, what's an old retic? Fifty bucks. <laughs> you know. I mean. Nobody wants normals. <laughs> Eric, Eric is a retic breeder's dream. I want a normal re a normal male retic. Really? Yes. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> well, you know that's funny because when I was uh, when I was uh, when I was interested in in getting it, I was kind of like, okay. So I reached out to a couple people. Well, actually, I looked. At, I was asking questions to a couple people, and I'm like, well, who breeds normals? Nobody. <laughs> no one does. It's like, okay. Normal? <laughs> um, 
All right, let's see if I can approach this a different way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I sort of, uh, it's probably why I got the one for nothing because, um, who, you know, I, I would definitely do that. You know, if you have a normal, yeah. think about it. If you have normals from breeding whatever to whatever, you'd be like, okay, take this, take this. This is yours too. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> you Get know? the hell out of here. They yeah. say I'm the blackhead. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if blackhead could, well, maybe adult black. An adult blackhead. Yeah. Take down. Come on now. My old blackhead. Uh, anyway. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say when we were there, uh, we were we stopped by uh, Eric Kohler and uh, Jamie was right there. Jamie. Yeah. And um, across. From his table, there was a guy. He was, but he had um, a bunch of different Antaresia stuff, and some of it was adults. And uh, oh, he, oh, John had uh, Erickson, uh, Who was it? John, I know. Him. You do? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. there you go. I know. I know. Who Let's go. Good to know that you know him. <laughs> yeah. It's good that I know that you know that I know him now. So it's, um, yeah. I'm so confused. You, <laughs> shut up. All right. But yeah, uh, I know uh, John. John's a uh, he's the guy who makes the uh, sim containers for incubators. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, and yeah. he's they, he was very big. Yeah, he's very big into the monitor things. But now he's kind of like uh, he's kind of branched out. He he's got a few albino Darwins. Um, and he's kind of branching out into to to Antaresia for a little bit, so I know okay. he's got a bunch of uh, adults and babies and stuff he's cooking up. I don't know what he's doing with it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, they had some definitely some nice stuff. So, um, it, yeah, if I would have had the money, that would have been something that I definitely would have jumped on right away. But There's always a serious lack you know. of snake money around. Why is that? Uh, I'm telling you. You know, if I would put uh -huh. more effort into selling snakes, maybe I would be, <laughs> would be able to keep you the circle going. And so. me both. It's like somebody yeah. just bought one of the males that I produced in 2013. Like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he is still here. <laughs> so it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Hey. I'm like, yeah, he is. And they're like, okay. And they just paid me for him. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I guess I'll get a box. <laughs> like, I got to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I'm like, oh crap! I just sold something. It's like you know, it's one of those things. So, yeah, and I have to get off my butt and take pictures of these babies because, like, the the tigers and all that other stuff. They've eaten like three times since you sold them. So, oh, cool. Yeah, my yeah. Uh, tigers. Hopefully, uh, you know, I've approached. Um, I'm actually, this is the approach that I've learned to take uh, for yeah. baby carpets. First two feedings, I'm going live. <clears throat> I'm not messing with frozen yeah. thawed. I'm not doing none of that. You know, now that I can, uh, you know, I, I thought about just asking Matt if, if, like, a lot of times he gets a shipment every week and then I just, you know, kind of tack on to that and, you know, maybe she'll yeah. come to my house or whatever the case may be. But, um, I don't get I think to be where that, Matt is. <laughs> well, they get to uh, they get 
they just they eat quicker. I don't know. Yeah. There's there's no nonsense. It's just like you throw it in, boom, it's they eat. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I, it's I, easy I, to get them switched over. Well, you remember last year with me and the Brettles, how yeah. they would never they were they were they were even they, they were fighting me to the nail, and then I threw live hoppers in there and they all took and it's like well all right fuck you guys and so it's like and that that i didn't understand they were more afraid of a dead hopper laying there than a live hopper moving around so brettles might just be stupid i don't know so um <laughs> either way it, it live is definitely something that i think works a lot and i've seen it with a lot of people but what um what people need to understand is that uh, these are not baby retakes, so they cannot take a live adult mouse. Now, when we say hoppers for a baby carpet python, we're really meaning a baby that kind of maybe just has its eyes open. So obviously gauge the size of the mouse before you end in with the baby carpet. I know because I went over to a friend's house who had just hatched his first clutch of baby carpet pythons, and he had a baby jag that had just shed in with what I would call a just weaned adult mouse and it's like that is never going to eat that um the mouse might eat the carpet python but that that carpet is never going to be able to swallow that that's way too freaking big so yeah you know, use your head my, my approach appropriately yeah my approach has been to use i would say large fuzzies um Fuzzy, yeah yeah, that way I can leave it in overnight and I don't have to worry Not about it. I do that about yeah. two times. Once they've done that twice, I find that carpets are then turned on to food. And yep. what I'll do is the next time I go to feed them, I'll try. I'll wait actually two weeks because where I was feeding them one week. So it kind of like they're in the mood for food. They're in that mode. Mm-hmm. Um and then I just give them a frozen thawed hopper. Boom, they take it right away. I haven't had any well, issues, but uh, I'll probably be doing the same thing because I'm going to start because the um, caramel jags and caramel tiger jags are shedding now, um, and I'm going to start yeah. feed files for them. But the August Hamburg show is coming up, so if by August anybody who's not eating, I'm going to get them a live fuzzy so that we can try to get a jump on this and try to, you know, get everybody feeding as soon as possible. So. Yeah, because Tinley's right around the corner. Tinley's right around the corner. I need shit yeah. to bring the Tinley. Otherwise, I'm going to yeah. look like an asshole next to you. You look <laughs> at my albino zebra jag. I have total. So, yeah, it's like, no, that's, that, that is not the fly. Uh, I have Dominican red mountain boas. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. Welcome to boas. I will not, I will not I also on places. Right? This is Boa. I don't want to be next to Matt with having Dominican red mountain bows on the table, okay? I want to be over there, (laughs) the other side. Yeah. Speaking of which, we got to get our table and all that. So uh, we do have to get that out of the way. We're not going to be able to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We we need to do that. Plus, we need to get all the new graphics and design. Dude, the August show, I can't wait to unveil all the new rogue shit. So, yeah. 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 Too cool to uh, to see for sure. Some badass, yeah. There's lights, fireworks, pyrotechnics. high <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, right. Spare no expense. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So on next week we have uh, John Bataglia from Morelia Trophy Club. We talked about him a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, we're going to be touching yes. base with him and uh, seeing what uh, we're going to be talking selective breeding with him in particular because uh, he recently did an article in Reptiles Magazine about selective breeding and uh, would be cool to uh, hear his thoughts on his approach uh, and maybe some tips some suggestions that he could give uh, somebody that he wants to uh, start a breeding project and uh, you know wants to know about how to go about it and uh, he would uh, definitely be somebody that we want to uh, that you would want to talk to um, also I'm uh, sure at some point in the conversation we'll be talking about Alcondros. Uh he is a big Carpondro guy uh, let's see where he's at with his uh, with his Carpondros and and such. Um, I don't know. I would keep one as a pet, but I don't know. For some reason, they don't. I've seen some that are kind of crazy looking, and some that I would say, yeah, that would be cool to have. But I could never see myself breeding them. You know. Yeah, Bill was trying to show us pictures um, of his on a private message, and I'm like, Bill, you're you're actually sending messages to the two very wrong people on this one. I mean, you know, <laughs> normally I'm just the one that's like, yeah, but like this yeah. is that you're actually with me on the other side going, ah, no, no. So, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. It's like those weird lines that you won't cross. It's just like, uh, and you know, it's, it's weird. It's, My Ruby is probably as big as a Carpondro. <laughs> so I don't, you know. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Aru's and Beox are two different species. So, is that why you told me you have a you might have a boy available? Is because you're gonna cut and run, and I have an Aru Beox, and you know I don't care. Yeah, and see that because you don't care when it comes to culture. <laughs> carpets, you're like, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> yes, but then you. The problem is you The problem is that I've become a plaything to you. Where I'm like, you know, I don't really like doing it. You're like, would you like a caramel jag that albino? No. Maybe. <laughs> it's like, you know. They make with that. Sun glows. <laughs> sun glow uh, jag. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember the conversation but, uh, before the show where I'm like, uh, where you're like, you can take your male rough scale and use them for a few years while the female grows up. You can breed them in contrast. I'm like, stop it. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> and I'll get really bumpy snakes. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that thing? Uh, it's just What's wrong a, with that thing? What would you even call a, uh, uh, the, I, don't I, I, know. I don't know. I, just, I would just call it sandpaper. I mean, <laughs> that's what we're looking at here. This you is know. the new sandpaper morph. Yeah. How the hell did he get out of the cage? Oh, he ground his skin against the lock and eventually wore it out. Damn it. So, yeah, I mean done yeah um i'll do that so yeah so uh john will be on here and uh, like i said we'll be talking about uh talking about that um and then the week after that we have uh our good friend mr jason balen coming on and um we're doing our uh second episode as far as the uh carpet python morphs go uh, this time we're going to be talking about tigers. 
tiger yep. carpets. So uh, if you're into things striped uh, or into tiger carpets, this will be the episode you want to check out. We'll be talking about everything from the history to what makes a tiger a tiger and what makes it different from, say, a striped carpet and what, uh, you know, what what are some projects that are going on with uh, breeding those guys and maybe, uh, you know, full, how do you get a fully beautiful uh, tiger? You know, because it's a poly so it's not as easy um, mm. to hit to hit as say you know just bringing it uh, to it. And uh, uh, I'm curious because I think me and Jason have been, um, tried to do tiger with zebra. We talked a bit, little bit about this at Hamburg, and now the traits are kind of like they're not really working together too well, um, but. Uh, just to hear his thoughts on that so uh some pretty cool shows coming up so be sure to tune in uh i guess with that being said we'll uh wrap the show up and head on out um for for us morelia python radio you can check out our website moreliapythonradio.com if you have uh questions or comments get suggestions uh contact us at info at moreliapythonradio.com follow us on twitter at morelia python like our facebook page morelia python radio uh if you want to listen to the show uh probably the best way would be itunes or whatever your podcast app of choice is uh, if you uh, all subscribe on iTunes, uh, you go give us a comment, give us a like, uh, you know, try to get the uh, the show up there. Uh, we would much appreciate it. Um, as far as myself, E.B. Morelia, uh, I did some. I was talking to Zach today about this. Uh, mm -hmm. The uh, main website is a bitch, man. <laughs> I woke up yeah. at five o'clock this morning and I worked on my website until about o'clock, something like that. Um, uh, I, I wasn't really happy with, happy with the way the collection page worked, uh, but I, I feel pretty, uh, pretty happy about what's going on there now. Um, so basically I have uh, updated my collection page and you can check that out. And throughout probably the next couple months what I'm, I'm doing is i'm making a page where you click on the uh, the picture of the animal on the collection page and then it will take you to another page will give you some uh some some background some natural history on the species um say if it's a morph it'll give you some info on the morph um and then what we have in our collections so uh you know, if you're cruising around, go check out. Uh, I should have at the end of the week some pictures uh, of what's going to be available. And you can check out the availability. Actually, the store, the way my website works is the store that's on the website actually transposes over to Facebook. Uh, so you can check it out on my Facebook page as well as ebmorelia.com. So... Uh, like I said, give us give us uh, give us some views over there. I've been starting to do a weekly blog uh, as far as E.B. Morelia goes. My next will be on the Citrus Tiger. Citrus Tiger story. I uh, figured I got a lot of people asked about 
you know, what's the story mm-hmm. behind these guys. So I'm going to put that down in a, uh, in an entry, uh, at some point this week. So I call it, haha, the Morelia files. <laughs> so you can head out over there on, uh, on ebmer.com. Um, Oh shoot! What was the other thing I was going to say? I hit uh, 1,300 likes on uh, Facebook page, oh, which uh, I'm super happy about. So for everybody out there that uh, gives me support, I appreciate it. I thank you, and I hope that uh, you know, uh, just you're digging pictures and bacon and putting up there, and uh, you know I just appreciate the the support. So. Hopefully we can get that number up to uh, to Matt Minotola's uh, fifteen hundred stratosphere, uh, but you know we'll see. Um, and that's all I got. So, Melia, I will probably be heading out to Hamilton. Um, if not, I will have for him. Right. Uh, so if you're interested in and you're going to be at Hamburg, shoot me a message and I'll see if uh, we can make that happen. So uh, that's all I got. Cool. Uh, for me, you can go over to rogue-reptiles.com. We have a few snakes left over from last season as well as a 13 season. Still kicking around. Um, the 2015 babies are not up yet, but they are eating. So if you're interested in the first clutch, which is a red tiger to other red tiger jag to red tiger, got some nice tigers out of that group, one jag. Um, give us a call, uh, or if the other one, which is a uh, high contrast Queensland tiger to a caramel jag, uh, let us know. We got some really good looking caramels and caramel jags out of that one. Lots of girls too. So give us a ring. Uh, we'll be able to get you on the list for that clutch as well as notify you of anything else that's going on here at Rogue. You can also go over and find Rogue Reptiles on Facebook.com. Uh, like Eric said, I will be at the August show. That's August 1st up in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. We finally got our table back, so we are back in action selling and not losing my table ever again, I promise. So definitely going to be cool, definitely going to be awesome, and hope to see everybody there. Uh, other than that, we will say good night, and we will catch everybody back here for some more Morelia Python radio. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, 
or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the Marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. Shipyourreptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates and materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.